Welcome back, strangers. Today, we're live with Australian horror narrator, Mr. Reality. Today, we're going to be talking about Australia and its many legends, hauntings, and mysteries, along with taking all of your questions. So, it's going to be a good night. Uh, glad everyone's here. But yeah, if you're new to our channel, my name's Blake. I am one of the editors slash voice of the strangest. Uh, it's good to see you guys. And uh, we're a paranormal and unsolved mysteries channel. So, if you're new to the channel, feel free to subscribe. If not, then welcome back, strangers. <laughs> How's it going? I'm Ethan. I write for the strangest. Come up with the talking points for the stream. And I post things to our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So check us out. If you don't already follow us, do that. We do live streams every Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour early. We kind of pushed it. So usually at 8 p.m., so, and you can also now listen on podcast platforms like iTunes, uh, Google Play, everything. So, if you're on that, leave us a review. We post it afterwards, usually the next day, so you don't have to waste your data like watching this later. But welcome, Mr. Mr. Reality. How would you introduce yourself and your channel to strangers? Hello, thanks for having me. Um, I guess I would introduce myself as the, I guess the small Aussie narrator here on YouTube. Um, reader of true stories and true crimes in Australia. I can already so, tell we can get along really well. <laughs> I don't know why. I just got I think it's just like anyone from Australia has got to be a cool person. Oh, about I appreciate that. <laughs> We're glad to have you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's gonna be a good night, guys. Uh, thanks everyone for coming. I'll catch up on the chat a little bit. Hey, Kenneth. Uh, hey there. Hey there. After dark, it's very good to see you. Hadn't seen you in a little bit. Gene, uh, it's not Gene, is it? Is it Gene? I don't know. I, I know I messed it up one time. Yeah, good to see you. Linda, uh, Jersey, good to see you. Uh, she said she needs coffee. Well, we don't need coffee. We're drinking alcohol, but uh, apparently reality has got some coffee going on. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Mr. Reality is 12 hours ahead of where we are, so it's uh, 7 p.m. for us and 7 a.m. for him. So keep him awake. Yeah. <laughs> wake him up, rather. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, Amy Spooky, good to see you. Uh, yeah, at Six Toppy, Buffy Reed, good to see you guys. Thanks for coming in. But yeah, so welcome to the live stream. Yeah, Six Toppy asked if you could get the podcast on spotify for free you can just open up spotify and type in the strangest in the search and we should pop up speak close spotify, yeah. i'm just gonna say like uh recently i had a credit scare and i had to switch cards and because of that my spotify uh it discontinued the premium membership normal spotify sucks <laughs> like if you have spotify yeah. go get premium spotify it's so bad like you can only skip like six songs an hour and i'm like add <laughs> with songs it was a bad time <laughs> I was on the road all day today, and I was like, oh, my God, this is awful. <laughs> but, yeah, we are on uh, Spotify if you guys want to check us out. so Yeah, so we post those after. But we were inspired to do this live stream by the Mr. Ramsey stream we had. There are two favorite narrators under 1,000 right now, so definitely check them out if you haven't already. But let's be honest, which is better, Australia or Scotland? Australia. <laughs> oh, man. Australia. Come on, man. If I had to Come go on, man. one or the other, it'd be Australia. Australia's on my list, despite all of the you know terrible things that are trying to kill people there, apparently. Here you guys have a spider problem, snakes, stuff like that. <laughs> and I still would rather go to Australia. I, now, here's the thing. I really like Scotland, Ireland, all that stuff. I think it'd be beautiful. 
But yeah. I think Australia would be a better time. I feel like there'd be more to do. I hear they have Bloody prawns. shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> it's prawns, mate. It's prawns. We oh. don't call it shrimp. <laughs> Learn something tonight. I think that you're just changing my world. Everyone here is like, oh, shrimp's on the bobby, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. No, um, I... If, I, for, for me, I still prefer Australia. I just, I guess, I like the idea of going to a beach without a scarf on. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. I'm a beach person. Ethan and them, when we went on our road trip recently, Ethan and them were like all about, you know, the kind of more historic places, and I'm just like, oh, let's go to the beach. I'm excited to go to the beach. <laughs> so I'd be yeah. all about Australia. <laughs> and um, whenever I try to do an accent, apparently it comes off Australian. So that's I, good. I just I belong there. <laughs> Take us with you. You do. You're always welcome, mate. <laughs> awesome. But yeah. Uh, what do you think, Ethan? What do you I don't prefer? know. Australia is the first place we've talked to someone on here that I haven't been. So I'd like to go to Australia. It's such a long time traveling there, man. I couldn't imagine. I hate flying. So I don't know. I'd have it's to stay it, for like three weeks. Yeah, I bet it's worth it. I knew a guy who did um, who did a Australia and New Zealand like month-long vacation. So... I could go hard like that i would definitely do it so yeah no you you should man it'd be fun it'd be a lot of fun uh, what's the best thing about living in australia for me i guess it's the um it's the work-life balance um you know just the quality of living um you know there's it's it's hot but it's good you know I'm, i've been to other places where it's raining all the time and and whatnot and honestly man it's really chill to be honest, um, you know, you take it, you know, you take things for granted, you take your lifestyle for granted, and then you go somewhere else and you go, you know what? The quality of living is really good here. Um, so I have to say it's a, it's an awesome place to, you know, to, to just chill out in and live day to day life, you know? Yeah. Minus the spiders and snakes. Um, right now. So, so I've got a friend in New Zealand and, um, you might know um, Lex and yeah, like, we're always talking about <laughs> yeah we're always talking about the weather and uh, like I think one one evening I was driving home from work and I was just showing them something and uh, and she noticed that in winter in the dead of, in the the hardest part of winter the middle of winter I'm freezing and she's looking at the temperature it's 22 degrees Celsius and she's like f you she's <laughs> sitting there in you know eight degrees six degree, you know minus a hundred degrees Celsius. And I'm sitting here complaining about 22 degrees Celsius, like desert weather. Um, <laughs> it's it's pretty cool. Like down here, it's it doesn't get as cold as probably the eastern states on the west coast here. But um, like even right now, I can probably say it's like <clears throat> like probably 15 degrees Celsius, which you know it's not bad for a you know for a I guess a spring morning. <clears throat> I think it's about. I'll tell you what it is in Fahrenheit. I'm just so gonna... we're that stupid country that doesn't use what the rest of the world uses. <laughs> hang on a second. Hang on a second. Right, so 22 degrees with 71 Fahrenheit. Holy shit. That was our winter. Great. That's perfect. <laughs> and right now it's 59, I'd say. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't even realize till recently, really, I think it was talking to Lex. I didn't realize that Australia was like the opposite of our seasons. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I just thought that, oh, well, you know, I knew it'd be like different, but I didn't know it was like, you know, when we're in summer, they're in winter. That's insane. Yeah. But yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome yeah here it's where we live and uh, it's kind of like it gets both like it gets up in the hundreds you know well i don't know what that is in celsius it gets really hot during the summer it gets really cold during the winter <laughs> yeah. so we get the worst of both worlds yeah that's yeah that's pretty hot we get just 
we get close to that. Um, we probably get about 107 on average in summer, which is wow. uncomfortable. <laughs> but we get used to it when you're born oh, in it, I guess. <laughs> Today was just 82 when I was complaining. So <laughs> Yeah, don't worry, I would as well. It's like, I don't mind it if it's at a beach, but we're not at a beach and that's unacceptable. So, yeah. but yeah, that's great. We always, I always make fun of uh, Alex. I always call her Australian. She takes it as an insult. I don't know why she does. I, I hear about be, it. I think it'd be great. <laughs> yeah, she, does, she, she doesn't take it well. Uh, she, <laughs> she's all good. <laughs> I didn't know there'd be that much of a difference between weather in New Zealand and Australia. I kind of lump them together. So. Yeah, a lot of people do. Um, but no, they're um they're quite south, to be honest. They're like um, I would say they're similar weather to Scotland, to be very honest with you. Yeah. To give you that extreme, so we're kind of like the uh, uh, maybe like the Arizona, Texas kind of weather in a nutshell, yeah. uh, and maybe Florida on the other side. And then you've got New Zealand, which is more like Scotland Island, sort of you know that cold, dreadful, you know, sort of weather. I mean, I've always thought of New Zealand. New Zealand is Australia, Scotland, kind <laughs> of like yeah. they're paired together, yeah. like how England and Scotland are. Yeah, so when you exactly you together when you're talking. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're just the United Kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like it, but that's cool. <laughs> uh, Jean said she lived in Australia for eight years. That's a dream of mine. I just wanted. I really just. I've always loved Australia. <laughs> like I, I don't know why. I don't know if it's the Dundee, which we'll get to in. Uh, <laughs> later down in there i want to ask about stereotypes down uh down the road but uh i've always just loved the idea of it and uh soggy seal asked how far in the future is he 12 hours ahead yeah it's also soggy seal's birthday so everyone wish him a happy oh, yeah. birthday cheers yeah. happy birthday mate yeah. man only like 20 <laughs> minutes of talking to you not even 20 minutes already picking up the lingo good <laughs> baby got ate by a dingo <laughs> Is that a problem? That how, many, how many babies get eaten by dingoes? Unfortunately, um, not as many as you think. And they proved just recently, actually, um, she was all in the clear. A dingo did get her baby. They proved oh, it with God. DNA. So she was right. Lin Linda was right the whole time. That's heartbreaking. <laughs> it is. Man, it's like one of the first internet memes. It's like at the at the sake of someone's baby. That's It's sad, but dingo ate my baby. She's suing them so badly. She is suing them so hard. And she deserves it. Let her get her. She money. does. <laughs> exactly. All the royalties. <laughs> All the t-shirt sales. <laughs> does that make up for it? <laughs> We're starting off dark, strangers. <laughs> yes. I didn't even think about that story when I was making the outline. I should have. I should have, man. I used to say that all the time. <laughs> That's crazy. That it's real. I thought it was an urban legend. So, I was going to wait for the Vegemite sandwich question. Oh yeah, that's all. I didn't think about that. But Vegemite, <laughs> we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Was it with uh, who was it with? Oh god, I can't remember who we talked. I don't about remember it either. But I asked if Vegemite was dis uh, disgusting because I've heard people that tried it in America they weren't about it. But mm -hmm. I, you know, Rocket Power told me that it's good. So, yeah. I I, it. you like it? What is it exactly? Like I know it's like it's. It's veg it's vegemite extract. So basically, it's all the all the stuff from vegetables, and it's put into a paste. Um, it's just a salty. It's actually really good for you, but it's it looks deceiving. Like yeah. if you if someone handed you a piece of bread with that on it, you'd be like, um, did a, did a two year old use it as toilet paper? But it's actually really good. 
the spooky whispering said fuck fetch him like I want to put that on a shirt <laughs> just fuck fetch him like <laughs> <laughs> I really want to try it but uh it's it's a lot of people when they try it and they're not used to it they put too much like it's too salty if you put too much you've got to be careful you know bit of butter a thin layer of Vegemite and you're right to go um you know you don't want to overdo it yeah, it's just the way you described it, it's like, all right, so vegetables, right? You take that and you just get the extract of the vegetables and then yep. you put it into a paste. With yeast. That, just, that just sounds mm, so good. <laughs> <laughs> so well, how often um, do you eat this? <laughs> uh, how I are your poops? Yeah, <laughs> very good, actually. Um, I probably have it every every time I have toast, which is probably every morning, or if I go to a cafe or something, they have it in a little, I don't know if you've got like little ketchup in those squeezy packets. Yeah. They kind of do Vegemite packets. in those. Yeah, exactly, and peanut butter and whatnot. So I'll get those and I'll get the night butter knife and sit there and like, you know, just eat it while I'm waiting for my coffee to come out or, you know, it's... Yeah. <laughs> My partner looks at me every time I do it and she's like, oh God, here we go. Would you Vegemite love? Yes. <laughs> That's definitely on my to-do list to try that sometime. <laughs> you have to, man. I'll send I didn't you know it was a, essential to breakfast. <laughs> it is the biggest, it, that and Milo. So Milo is is our like staple for drinks. So it's um, like a chocolate barley malt that you, well, it's not malt, but it's a chocolate barley um Kind of like a milk flavoring, but it's got a lot of energy and protein and whatnot in it, I suppose. And you mix that with your milk and you, and you have that. It's These are things I'll send you guys so you can try it. Definitely. We can make a video on just trying that. We should have everyone that like we've talked to another channel in another country tell us something we should try and just make a video on that. Yeah, we'll so. send you things that we eat, which I don't know of anything that really would shock you. But yeah, you, there was another food I want to ask you about besides Vegemite. Yeah. I can't remember what it is. It'll hit me, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, right. that, I'd definitely try that for a video. Oh, my, this is, you would like one. Yeah. I'm sorry. This is completely off topic. Um, cool. We'll jump back. I was uh, driving to for uh, to somewhere for work that's only a couple hours away from us, and I saw a good mythical morning billboard. Hmm. I just thought that was really cool, and I wanted to share that. <laughs> so, they're, getting getting anyway. they're doing so well, written. Um, is it Rhett and Link? Rhett and Link, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've been watching them for years. I'm so happy with you know with their success. They're so good. They're and really I found awesome. out that uh, one, I can't remember if it was Rhett. I think it was Rhett. was actually yeah. born uh, not far from us. So like when I saw that billboard, it was like the number one news station in this area. And I was like, holy shit, are they filmed here? They're, they're not. <laughs> and Aww. I got super excited for a second. I was like, collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And they would probably do it as well. Like they are so gin. They just seem like really nice guys. Yeah, but anyway, back to the topics. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see, where were we on the thing? I don't want to ask Go a question topic. that hasn't been. Uh, you already asked. Let's see. I don't know. You take it, Ethan. I'm going to answer the chat. So, <laughs> uh, Spooky said, if you look at the ingredients label on uh, Vegemite, it's yeast extract. Mm -mm. Uh, Amy only said, seriously, Vegemite is so gross. Fight. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> I give Vegemite to people I secretly hate. Oh man, <laughs> everyone's <laughs> hating on Vegemite. Uh, 
So try, uh, try Stroop waffles from Belgium. Have you been to Belgium, Ethan? No, I haven't. I've had some really sketchy waffles on the side of the road in like <laughs> Norway. I haven't or been somewhere there. like. I thought you it were just going to end it there. It's like, I haven't been to Belgium, but I've had some really sketchy waffles on the side. They were of the delicious. <laughs> they were like kids on the side of the road, on this country road, that like bus stops so that we can buy these waffles from these kids. They're like, they're the best waffles in the country. So. Oh, man. That's great. Okay, cool. But yeah, I think that's the chat. All right. All right, Mr. Reality. Is that a character or is that you? What did you base him on? You're like display picture and everything is there a story behind the the branding yeah look so for me when i i guess when i started horror narrating um i wasn't i wasn't sure what to call myself because i didn't want to use my real name for the sake of you know keeping some sort of an, an, an anonymity um, i probably said too many syllables in there um so i wanted some sort of uh you know some sort of i guess persuade him or something like that to, um, you know, just to you know, reveal my, well, you know, hide my identity. So, um, yeah, so for me, it was it's always been about true stuff. It's always been about true crimes. It's always been about factual stories, you know, true stories, um, whether it's um, narrating someone's story or, you know, true crimes or whatever. So, um, you know, mysteries and, and crimes. So for me, Mr. Reality was really what popped into mind you know, as you know, I was playing around on the microphone and, you know, ways to introduce myself, maybe just brainstorm. And it just stuck with me. I kept coming back to it. You know, I was a bit iffy about the Mr. Thing because, you know, there's just so many out there. Um, but it just stuck and, yeah, it went from there. So the kangaroo was just, you know, it took me a while after starting the channel to actually get, you know, to actually come up with that. Sorry, guys, my alarm's just going off again. Um you know, to actually come up with that avatar, but um, yeah, man, TV actually drew that one up for me. Um, once I sort of thought, hmm, the hood's me, you know, the dark hair's me and all that, but the kangaroo is is something that um, I just thought was fitting, you know, being Australian, being a kangaroo. I guess those two things just went together. Um, so I guess that's the, you know, I guess the, the, you know, the idea behind the name and all that. And I guess the font, it was just more like a ripper from X Files, to be honest, because I love okay. UFOs. <laughs> Aliens. I really like the, the kangaroo. Like that's like says you're Australian right away. It's really cool. Yeah. That, that in a way, that's what I wanted. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, I struggle. I was gonna say like kangaroos in a way are almost like mythical creatures to us. Like I mean, they're crazy looking. So. <laughs> yeah, coming for us. But yeah. favorite and Australian movie, Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> people don't realize how big they are as well. Like they get up to about seven feet and people go, Oh, I didn't realize it that big. Like, yeah, they're about average six, two. Like they're taller than me. Like yeah. <laughs> you don't want to fight with them. <laughs> yeah. I've seen videos of people fighting with them, <laughs> but uh, from what I understand, like they're, they're kind of a problem. Like I think from what I've seen, they're kind of like what deer are to us as far as like jumping in the road, aren't they? Yes. Um, yeah. Like I get them across the road from my place. Um, not as much anymore because they realize they keep getting run over, but, um, they are like deers. Um, the faster you, I believe I only know this in Australia, but I didn't realize with deers that the faster you drive, especially at night, apparently mm -hmm. they're all like deers are ready to jump in front of your car and get killed. Is that 
Yeah. Yeah. On, I've knock on wood. I've never had an issue with it. I think a lot of people slow down for deers and then they end up jumping in front of them. But I think they just see the headlights and they don't know what to do. But right. I mean, most people I know have hit a deer. Like yep. I'd say 95% of people I know. So they are definitely a problem. And I mean, you'll see like packs of you know, 12 to 15, you know, 12 to 20 deer at one time, just hanging out. <laughs> so <laughs> just chilling and then they see some headlights. Oh, slow down. Um, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. So yeah. kangaroos are much the same, you know. Um, they're probably the the biggest issue. Um, the, we've got like cows and stuff that cross the road now and then, you know. But they put up warning signs saying, "Hey, look, there's going to be cows for the next stretch of road." Just, you know. But you, you know, you can get around a cow. But um, kangaroos just come at you from nowhere, like especially when you're driving dark at night with no street lights on gravel roads and stuff. Um, you've just got to take it easy. Yeah, the reason I actually found out about that is because I drive a motorcycle and I was looking up, you know, biker hits deer because I'm sadistic and uh, <laughs> it pops up with a kangaroo and I was like, holy shit, like, I don't know how I'd react to that. It's like, one, I just hit something, two, it was a kangaroo. It's like kangaroos <laughs> to Americans, it's like this exotic creature that we'll never see unless we go to the zoo. So it's like, I just hit a kangaroo. Okay, that's that happened. <laughs> well, yeah, I get you. Um the, the official status with kangaroos here actually is um, they're actually considered a pest, as wow. as much as that sounds. But, but um, they are like uh, I don't know they're macrobots, but um, they like I think they breed like rabbits, as far as I'm aware. I'm not sure. Marsupials. I mean, no wait, yeah. marsupial. Yeah, they, they say macro, macropods or something like that. I can't remember the exact name for them, but yeah, they are marsupials at the end of the day, and. Um, yeah, look, they're they're a pest. So actually, they're like they're asking people, "Hey, would you mind bringing down their numbers?" Because you know, there's just so many of them, um, and unfortunately, they are a pest. Wow. Yeah, deer are like that too, but we can only hunt them during seasons. Yeah. So, uh, Gene, no, I'm sorry, Jersey said uh, that there are wild kangaroos in New Jersey. Which, if that's true, that blows my mind. I had no idea. Yeah, me neither. Kangaroos are cockroaches. I can just see kangaroos at the Jersey Shore and be like, yo, what's the matter with you? You want to fight? Come on. <laughs> one's called Vinny, the other one's called Paulie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And like, I went to a, a zoo in Indiana one time and they had a kangaroo exhibit. And like, you have the path and it's fenced up. But I mean, the kangaroos are just jumping over the fence, just like hanging out. It's like, okay. Yeah. They're, I mean, keep, they're intimidating. The fence. They are. Like you don't have to worry about a deer charging you for the most part. <laughs> like I've never heard of anyone getting attacked by a deer. I'm sure it happens, but like kangaroos, man. Kangaroos are looking for a fight. I it don't know why, but like, make my night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make my exactly. <laughs> that's not a that's not a knife. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about knife. the crocodile Dundee? Um, I reckon he did an all right job at representing Australia. I wouldn't say um he, he did make us proud in, in hollywood i have to say like um not from i mean i'm not used to having too many you know seeing too many australians like that around around me growing up but um i mean i grew up mainly in the bush um so you know you know like rural sort of areas and um you know it's i wouldn't say we would wear crocodile but crocodile is some of the most expensive leather so i get the reference behind it it's trying to say like you know, this guy is so hardy and look at that. He's skinned his own crocodile and he's, you know, gotten it turned into boots and whatever the case is, right? Um, 
so I, I think he did all right. It's you know, it's a nice representation of you know of what a, a hardy Australian is, and like Steve Irwin as well. You know, he's um, a caring person about the animals. Yeah, um, but he's a he's Steve Irwin is probably people think oh he's just a you know not too many Aussies are like him, but average average Aussie dads are, are similar to Steve Irwin. You know, you know, passionate, caring. You know, you can't tell me that. He's like my idol. Now I really <laughs> no want one will. No one will replace Steve Irwin. No, but I want you to know if you've had any doubt. Like Americans, they everything they know of Australia is the crocodile hunter and the crocodile hunting. <laughs> like that is yeah. all we know of you. <laughs> like that is <laughs> that's that's the epitome of stereotype. And kangaroos. <laughs> and kangaroos. Like, I can't believe you see kangaroos on the regular basis. That's that's pretty crazy just to think about. But the I fact that people you just said that a majority of people are like that, like that's, oh man, he's just one of the best people ever. He is, yes. He, no, he he really did us proud. I mean, for someone who was just himself, you know, like Paul Hogan at the end of the day, he was playing a character, but um, Steve Irwin was just himself. And um, his wife's American, yeah. actually, if you, if you remember. But um, no, look, he was a he was a genuine bloke, a top bloke, and. Um, you know, he's left an amazing legacy behind. He's worked so hard to, you know, to put Australia on the map and and Australia in general, you know, with, with care of animals and what it is all about down here, you know? So, yeah, you know, I, was, is it tough, like, I was very upset when he passed away. Like, it, it hit too. me hard. I mean, I was a lot younger too, but, I mean, I loved him. And then his kids, I, like, I see they've carried on his legacy. Indy and Rob, yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. yeah. I'm so, I'm so happy they did because you know Bindi's Bindi's really advocating, um, you know, Australia Zoo and everything about it. Rob's actually taken over Steve's job of what he was doing, I suppose. So there might be a, a new crocodile, you know, hunter. Not that he wouldn't replace his dad, but you know, That's the future awesome. is still promising. You know, um, yeah. I'm excited to get to talk about the crocodile hunter on a podcast. <laughs> so that's pretty happy. I'm pretty happy without it being weird. Yeah, it's like didn't have to sh- didn't have to work too hard to shoehorn it in. It just it just worked. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Like it's cool. Like it just really it does make me want to visit Australia more because it just sounds like people down there just really relaxed. So, but now I have you to judge as well as them. And so far, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm into the idea. Let's go to Australia, Ethan. I mean, I would love to. Well, minus the flight. I, I fucking hate flying. It would have to be worth the time, but I'd love to. It'd be really cool just to, to experience it. So, And everyone still speaks English, so you're not lost. Yeah. How long is it? Is it like... It's like 20, 24 hours, 28 hours, something crazy. Oh, man. Four hours kicked my ass. Yeah, it's a giant flight. Massive. But Carrie yeah. asks... Sorry. No, no, you go. I was gonna say, Carrie, ask you, how did you get into like horror narrations? Did someone inspire you, or? Yeah. What? So I guess for me, um, I was having this conversation actually just um last night with my partner, and we were saying that um that I guess the first thing I ever heard, which was by accident, because I was listening to um someone talking about the flat earth conspiracy theories and all that kind of stuff so i was like oh this guy's crazy you know like what's this uh, sorry if i offend anyone but it's like come on man <laughs> was um the next thing that came up on the autoplay was uh, corpse husband his search and rescue video um the creepypasta reading that he did and 
I was like, what is this? What am I listening to? And and I, it just took off from there. Like, it just started recommending, you know, his videos and, and so on from there. So I guess I guess that's really what, what pulled me in, to be honest, is I was like, I didn't know this was a thing. You know, like, I've seen you know, documentaries. I've seen, you know, like, taking snippets of, you know, things. But I didn't know there was this whole, I guess, following behind, you know, listening to a... To, you know, to, to creepy stuff. I just thought that was for movies, you know. Um, I didn't think that would be like a podcast style or a, you know, storytelling style uh, that was, you know, quite prominent here on, you know, which is the horror community. So that's that's really what brought me in. And um, after starting my channel for a bit, you know, I I came, I think Slumber Reads found me um, just by, you know, I guess YouTube or something like that. And he uh, subscribed and commented on the channel, and that's how I, you know, met him. And I guess it went from there. So um, that's how I actually met the horror community through Twitter, and then went from there. To be honest, yeah, that's kind of how it happened for us. Like we started, and then we got into Twitter and started reading people. But uh, it's really great getting to know the community. Like, cause it sucks being like feeling like you're on your own. So getting to speak to other people, figure out what they do, and how it's you know. How yeah, it, it's, it's nice. Uh, I know I'm missing some comments here, but uh, <laughs> a fantasist, I know I'm pronouncing that wrong, allies said emus are tasty. They are tasty. Yes, they uh, are. <laughs> man, I didn't. All right, so my ex has a uh, condition called alpha gal, and it makes it where she can't eat anything mammalian. So no red meat, no, no milk, anything like that, anything that comes from a mammal. So to... Uh, make up for not being able to eat steak. She ate emu and she made me eat it. And I was like, all right. And one weird thing that a lot of people probably don't know around here is that emu is red meat. So that was kind of weird, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was delicious. It was really good. Yeah, it is really good. Um, we don't have it often, but cause it's actually quite expensive, but um, expensive here too. Yeah, unfortunately, it's just where it is. But I didn't realize um, they actually had emu farms and stuff overseas. I, mm. just, I just thought it was just something here. So, you know, like something unique to us. Because, um, you know, kangaroo meat is quite, you know, obviously common as well, you know, with the whole needing to bring down their numbers and everything. But um, it's quite lean. Kangaroo meat is really lean. It's red meat still, but hmm. um, it's, it's cheap. <laughs> Put it that way. It's cheap. Which one's your favorite, emu or kangaroo? Oh, kangaroo, kangaroo. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I've never, I've never you... even thought about eating kangaroo, but now it's on my list. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a very strong taste. Like, I wouldn't say it tastes like chicken or anything like that. It's, you know, you're eating kangaroo. Put it that way. Huh. Have you ever had deer meat by chance? Um, I think so. I'm. We don't have a lot of. I don't know if we have a lot of deer down here, to be honest. I, th I mean, we do, but like in farms, I'm guessing, or maybe we import. I have no idea how we got it, to be honest. Yeah. It's something <laughs> that you don't, you not don't necessarily know it's deer. It's kind of a chewy meat, but I don't know if it's any. It's probably not comparable to kangaroo. Totally different species, but uh, yeah. yeah, kangaroo meat, man. That sounds. I got to put that on my list. Get down. Unfortunately, I can't send you that one. That might get a bit manky by the time you get it. Yeah, that's probably not <laughs> You don't want to eat that. At least it's good to know that if I come to Australia, I got to try some kangaroo and it'll be cheap. So that's good to know. Yeah. But be I'm going to be eating all the different animals. 
<laughs> just eat our coat of arms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the strangest thing you have eaten? Probably ox tongue, to be honest. It was a Filipino restaurant. And I was like, oh, this looks good. It was a buffet set up. And, um, you know, all you can eat sort of deal. And I put this thing in my plate and I was like, okay, cool. So, oh, yeah, that's ox tongue. You sure you want that? Like, oh, okay, I don't know. Let me, <laughs> let me, let me try. And I was like, oh, it's chewy. Okay, never mind. Take it back. <laughs> huh. So it was, it's all right. What did it taste like? Oh, um, I wouldn't say it had a flavor. I would just say I couldn't, I couldn't chew it. Hmm. I kind of I just gave up about 30 minutes in. I was like, nope, let's just spit that back out. <laughs> uh, yeah, it sounds different. I ate it. I ate that except in the Bahamas and they fixed it as like a Jamaican dish, but it was really like uh, Chinese food because it, it had rice and the way it tasted. And yeah. I didn't really know what it was because it was called something else. But I remember like what it looked like and I was looking it up after when I got home and I was like, oh. That's what that was. I was really hungry, and it tasted like Chinese food to me, the way they had fixed it. So but they call it Jamaican something. So it sounds like they did it right, though. Um, yeah. You know, it sounds like they actually cooked it maybe the way they should have to make it edible. Because what I had was an edible man. It was like eating rubber. It was like eating a rubber belt. That's kind of what I Like open up your hood, take out the timing <laughs> belt. Here you go. <laughs> Delicious. Yeah. The oil taste is just, it comes with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, grease. I haven't eaten anything that weird. Uh, I think it was just a bad run, a bad, <laughs> unfortunate sort of circumstance. Probably the strangest thing I've had is actually crocodile, well, alligator, which isn't that strange, but it is, you know, it's unusual for where we live. But it's, it's good. It's delicious. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was really good. I actually had it the other day in South Boston, man. So. We're kind of far away from alligators, so South Boston. <laughs> yeah, man. It was a Cajun place. I ate all those same New Orleans stuff. They even have, what is it, beignets? Ben, whatever it oh, is. I know the place you're talking about. Yeah, it was it was yeah. good. It was kind of sketchy. It was in a hotel room. I mean, not room, but <laughs> hotel room. building. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, man. How did you find the meat on the alligator? Because I've had crocodile, which I'm guessing would be the same. It's like chickeny, like white yeah. meat, right? Yeah. yeah, okay. You would expect a more ferocious meat, like, you know, like a spicy, you know, sort of dark meat or something like that, you know, from such a you know, vicious animal sort of thing. But well, not just vicious, tastes like chicken. But, but I mean, like chicken. <laughs> if you go by the whole dinosaur theory, they say they were closely related to chickens and, you know, reptiles descended from dinosaurs. So maybe, maybe that's a connection. Who knows? But yeah, like alligator tail, we had it in New Orleans and it was uh, just amazing. Like we've had it, I've had it in other places too, but it was really chewy. But in New Orleans, it, it could have been chicken for all I know. <laughs> but it yeah, was really good. Well, that's so, awesome, man. It's good yeah, stuff. I'll have to try that. Oh, definitely. It's, it's really good. Sorry, I'm trying to keep the dog busy. She's like freaking out. <laughs> You're all good. Let me see if I can pull her into frame. <laughs> Come here. She's basically an alligator. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, After Dark said, best food in Baltimore, MD is found down alleys and behind unmarked doors. That sounds... I think the sketchier the place, the better the food. <laughs> in <laughs> most places. Yeah. I've eaten in a few places that I'm kind of sure were drug fronts that they didn't expect you to eat at and they had to fix your food. 
took forever. It was good though, but definitely sketchy. So what's your favorite Australian legend, haunting, mystery, or cryptid? What's your favorite? I guess for me, the I guess for me, because it's still current, but it's about the Claremont killer because so where I'm from in Perth on the west coast, um, the Claremont killer was basically a guy who was going around murdering, you know, women on their way to or from, you know, just going out for a, a night out with their friends and all that. And that's actually been happening in the last 20 years for the, for the sake of it. Uh, I guess for me, it's still a mystery because they don't know if where all the bodies are. Yeah, They know who the guy is, but they don't know where the body are. And the reason I, it's for me, it's probably one of my, oh, I say favorite, but it's probably like the one I, it hits home to me the most is because I actually am probably like, I say like a kilometer, which let's say a mile away from where his property used to be, where he may have buried those bodies. Now that the is problem crazy. is they've subdivided the property since then. So we're talking about a hundred to 200 homes that they would now have to tear up or dig up or whatever like that, just to find these bodies. So they've got the guy. He's pleaded guilty to the ones, you know, he's found, who happens to be the high school friend of my colleague that I work with right now. So that's how that's how much they know each other. Like they still have each other. They had each other on Facebook up until he got caught and sentenced two months ago. So he's pretty um pretty fresh. So for me, that's probably the you know the one that really sticks with me at the moment. Have you done a video on him? You should. No. If you Oh, I want to. I've got something planned, but um, at the moment, I don't know enough about it. It's still pretty locked up. Yeah. Um, other than the factual information, the rest is just all hearsay. Um, and I feel like I would need a bit more facts just to, you know, make it something to report on. At the yeah. moment, we're just waiting. It's all still going through trial and, and whatnot. But yeah. I mean, I always get creeped out by really recent stuff. Because, I mean, the past stuff, you can almost think, oh, that was a long time ago. But recent things, yeah. it's really creepy. It is, yeah. So I'm a little unfamiliar with the topic. Like, how many people has he been, how many people has he admitted to killing? I believe it was only the, oh, hang on, I better remember now. I believe it was the three, but a lot more have gone missing in the same sort of, fashion so they know he's responsible for a lot more of the missing women um but they can't pin it to him because they've got no other sort of evidence to you know to say that he did it for sure and without the bodies they don't know how to pin it to him so um you know they've got no resolution to the families of hey this is what happened to your daughter we just suspect that he did it because she went to X nightclub as the other victims did. So the patterns were all the same, um, but we don't have anything else to go by. So it's like, well, it's one of those things. Like if you look at it, you go, well, obviously he's done it, but you know, we don't know, you know, we don't have enough evidence to sort of say you know, in concrete, look, this is, this is where, you know, yes. Okay. These are where the bodies are. We can probably, you know, get the same, like he killed them this way, which is his trademark. So that's, I guess, um, you know, why it's so fascinating to me because he this guy would just do it on the way home from work he would go to work and he would do it or he'd come back from work and that's that's what he'd do he would prey on these women and and kill them and it's like 
this guy clearly had no conscience. He had no, he wasn't human. I mean, a lot of serial killers or people, they just kind of like think they're above humanity. Like they lose their association with humanity. So like basically they treat like other people like bugs. Like you're just stepping on someone. Yeah. So, but that's crazy. That was so close to you and so recent, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't bragged about it. Like a lot of killers, once they get caught, they start like inflating their numbers or really just talking it up. Like, oh yeah, I'm like the baddest person ever. I killed so many people. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's um, I don't know if he really had um many people to talk to or, or anything about it. To be honest, I don't know. the The impression I got from my colleague was that he wasn't necessarily someone who did well with other people. Um, he's always been a bit strange. So, you know, he, I guess he, if he did, he wouldn't have anyone to brag to. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, yeah, I completely get what you, I think, I guess that's the motive of any serial killer is, you know, they think they are above humanity. Yeah. I don't know. Have you, besides that, have you ever experienced anything strange or paranormal or anything? Yeah. Um, yes, I have. So, um, I think I got our house haunted as a child. Um, you got, you're the cause of it. I was the cause of it. So it was, the intention was sweet, but I didn't, I don't know. There was just things that happened after that. I was like, oh damn, I want to get in trouble if I told my mom this. Cause my mom's superstitious. Like she's super superstitious. Um, so my, um, my brother's grandmother on his dad's side had passed away recently and I don't know, I was outside and I've always been terrified of like talking to ghosts and, and whatnot. So I wouldn't do it, but it was broad daylight and I was sitting on the steps outside and I was like, I don't know. I just started pretending to talk to her and all that kind of stuff. And then and I said, I told her to put her hand on my back and if, you know, if she was there and all that stuff. And I felt something touch my back and I was like, I think I was like seven at the time uh, or eight. And I was like, Oh wow. I felt that. And then I went with it thinking, oh, it's just probably my, my head. And, I, you know, broad daylight, I felt pretty confident. Anyway, later on, I think a couple of days later, um, my mum was outside having a smoke, but she keeps the door shut. So she was sitting on the back steps and she swore blue that she saw my grandma sitting right next to her, just right there, you know, um, in a ghostly figure, just staring at her. And she wasn't expecting that, but she just felt something cold. And then she turned to her side and like, oh my God, she's you know there, what the hell? And she was frozen for a couple of minutes and then she managed to come back inside and she told me about it as a kid, what she told us about it as children. And um, and then, yeah, just stuff was happening inside the house. We, you know, my mum kept seeing her. Things would like just drop it. Like I'd, she'd be like talking to me and then something would like lift, like a painting would lift up from the wall and just drop to the floor and things would go missing. It's like, oh, okay. Um, I didn't want to tell her that, you know, of what I did, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I got our house haunted. <laughs> it sounds like you definitely opened it up. From the people I've talked to, I've had similar experience. It definitely sounds like you like bridged a connection there to something. That is, that is creepy. Would you tell yeah, exactly. your mom about it now? Like now that it's in the past? I probably, I probably would, to be honest. I actually completely, um, I, it's something I'm still a bit worried because, you know, I know what her reaction would be. Yeah. Like, even though I'm nearly in my 30s now, she'd come with a rolling pin and just 
<laughs> I mean, that's good though. That's good. That means Iran's a good mod. <laughs> that's awesome. What? <laughs> this, this, story hits, what? this story hits pretty close to home. Uh, so, did uh, did you talk about on the last uh, live stream, Ethan? Uh, I don't know. We we briefly mentioned it on Discord and stuff, and I, I told someone in the comments on our on our channel, but I haven't really talked about it. I don't think last last time we pretty much just talked about the topic, so I don't think I mentioned it. Okay, so let me uh, set the set the story. A couple months ago, we did a video on Ouija boards, which we did in my house because I'm a I call myself a hopeful skeptic. I've never had anything that was like oh it's got to be ghost or real like i've always wanted proof so i was like yeah we'll just do a ouija board in my house so we did it and when we were doing it the it didn't really amount to much it did move a lot which you know it could there was three of us doing it like my mind was like skeptical is like oh it could have been someone else moving it but uh the only real notable things was it kept saying tv 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 and if you go back and watch the video like in the video, I'm like, yeah, it's a it's an okay TV. What's wrong with the TV? It didn't make sense. Well, last Sunday, sorry, the Sunday before last, uh, Navi and I were watching football, and I hear something crash upstairs, and we're the only ones in the house. So I go upstairs, and the mirror in my uh, in my bathroom that's been hanging for seven plus years has fallen off, shattered, flipped, like it fell off the wall and flipped onto the floor shattered my deodorant was in the toilet my hair dryer was on top of the uh on top of the mirror i was like well that's weird like it didn't come out of the wall the it's it's as if the mirror had been thrown off and i was like that's kind of weird well ethan came over the next day to drop off some files for an uh for the mothman video we were doing and he was like yo what happened to your mirror so we go to the bathroom and i'm just kind of telling him the story and i hear a sound that's like and I'm like, what is that? And I followed the sound and it was coming from my, like at my house, I rent my house from my dad and he has one room that he just keeps for storage. And uh, it was coming from that room and it was a TV on, like the TV static sound. And I was like, Ethan, do you hear that? He was like, yeah, that's weird. And then it cut off. So, But it touched, it cut off when you touched the doorknob to jiggle it that was locked. That was the even creepier part. That's when it fucking stopped. Like, I really thought you had, like, a girl in there that you were just <laughs> hiding, and you're just fucking with me, making up a story. And then the next day, Blake texts me. He's like, TV. Maybe that's related to the fucking Ouija board. And that's definitely, it kept saying TV over and over. Like, we didn't think we were doing it right. We just blamed it on each other, like, Jared, and it was Blake. It was me, and we just joked about it. But no, it was definitely fucking creepy. Yeah. so that's an that's ongoing crazy. story i actually oh i um it happened again ethan i did get video of it uh See, there you go you gotta just put up a camera man let's let's get famous yeah Sell the ghost hunters <laughs> i got video from outside the door and putting i put it under the door and you can hear the static i might have to upload that we'll just do a series of blake's house is haunted <laughs> yeah. in a similar fashion my parents do not know about the ouija board they'd be very pissed if i told them about the ouija board that was one of his only rules <laughs> was that with this channel, we don't bring any Ouija boards into the house, and fuck if I didn't. Uh, My mom was the exact same. She had the same rule. Um, I guess on the on the Ouija board side of things, <clears throat> this is a story my mom told us as to why. Um, <clears throat> so she's got five sisters, so I've got five aunties, um, and they all decided to do it. 
and I think she was about 12 at the time. They've just moved to Australia and they decided, yeah, okay, let's try it out because in Singapore, they don't have any of this stuff at the time. <clears throat> so they're playing, they're using it and apparently they um, they got an answer and it told her, she asked, when will I die? <clears throat> and he gave her numbers. Now, she's never told me those numbers, but she's put the numbers. She doesn't understand when those numbers are, but... And I think she's forgotten about it since then in terms of like she doesn't live her life by it. But there were so many all these all these years she's been living by the combinations of numbers that she thought they were. So she's just banned Ouija boards like <laughs> from from FC ever since I was born. She's like, you know, you know I'm spiritual, you know I'm super you know, superstitious, but Ouija boards and anything that can summon this and that. So I guess that's where the whole, you know, me summoning ghosts and stuff <laughs> would get me in trouble. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little sketched out by it too. Like when we were doing it, I, it was weird because it was moving. I didn't. Ex I honestly, when we made the video, I expected it to be a flop. I thought we were gonna have to make a video like a joke about like you know it's spelling out random stuff. And I was like, well, we're just make it funny video. But then it started moving on its own. Yeah. And I tried catching Ethan and the other guy that we had with us, Jaren, like moving it, and I couldn't. Like I couldn't get them to you know to prove they weren't doing it. I mean, to prove they were doing it, but uh during the time it was happening it went at one point it went x l v then it went to f like between the four and the five and that didn't mean anything to me and uh in post i was editing i was like wait what is x l v in roman numerals and it's 45 yeah and i was like well that's weird but now i have no idea what context that is i don't know what 45 means <laughs> so it's just like everything 45 i'm like oh man what's that about yeah, when we were doing it, I thought like TV might have been like Blake messing with it and he was gonna turn something on the TV to fuck with us, but it was really strange. And really like it at the time when we did it, it really didn't seem like anything was happening. Like, yeah, it was moving on its own. But I've heard like there's theories that like Ouija boards are like kind of like a group think type thing. Like it's you guys sync together and you just spell out stupid shit together like subconsciously. But yeah, then they'll have the TV thing happen later. It was definitely a little creepy. What do you guys think about mediums? Would you guys ever get your fortune told or go see someone about that? Probably not by John Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, for me personally, um, I've, I've heard that um, – there's a, there's a girl from I, I think she's from New York or New Jersey. I, I can't remember her name now. She's a blonde lady. Talking about the new. Uh, are you talking about the medium? Uh, Long Island medium. Yeah. So my mom watches her. She watches all this stuff. You see, because so I hear about this. So my mom reckons she's legit and Lisa Williams. But Lisa Williams, I don't think is she's the English one that I believe lives in the states now. Um, I personally wouldn't, to be honest, just because I wouldn't want to know. I don't want to make any contact like I, i'd do it if i was drunk probably but you know like i don't need that stuff in my life i've got i've got enough creepy shit going on i don't need more <laughs> i'm good yeah my sister actually went to see uh, the long island medium and i've always you know i've always been under the impression she's a fraud i just think that right. most mediums are frauds because you know if you watch videos they do things called cold readings where they'll be like has anyone's has anyone in this room has has their have they had a relative die that's name started with the letter J? And it's like, yeah, my my dad's name was John. It's like, oh, did he die from some kind of illness? It's like, yeah, he did. And yeah, it's like somebody. There was a guy named uh, oh fuck, what's his name? 
uh, he's a famous like debunker but he was yes. just saying he was like you know if a spirit was trying to contact you why would they be like tell her the name starts with j don't tell her my actual name <laughs> don't tell her don't tell <laughs> them who I'm at to. it's like static though it's cutting in and out man it's not perfect yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, uh, Rand, randy was his name it was like james randy i think something like that you should go look him up he's good but yeah yep. it's like I'm sh there might be people that are, you know, spiritually connected. They can actually communicate with ghosts or at least feel the presence of ghosts. But the big ones, like, uh, who was it? Said Sylvia Brown. Yeah, uh, Sylvia Brown, she actually got caught lying. Uh, I think she was the one that said that uh, uh, it was a, it was an army uh, veteran. There was someone in the army's parents, like the, the person, the soldier had gone missing. And she was talking to the parents, and they were like, "Is my kid alive?" And they were like, "She was like, sorry, they died. You know, they're in the middle of a swamp somewhere, or something like that." And uh, you know, heart, they were heartbroken, but at least they had closure. Well, the kid showed up, or they found—I can't remember if he was alive or dead—but they found the body, and it wasn't. I think he was alive. And you know, yeah. Sylvia Brown was like, "Oh, whoops." <laughs> uh, they believed their kid was dead, and then nope. Uh, that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. I guess the one thing that got me about both of those mediums I mentioned is that they make it a, I guess, like a reality show on top of what they do, right? Yeah. Um, so they do the readings and it's a reality show. And what I, what I, I guess, thought what I, why I don't watch Long Island Medium personally is I go, and I said this to mum, I said, all she does for like 80% of the show is sit there, show you how she's going to the gym, how she's got money to upgrade this in a house, that in the house. I was like, where do you think all that money's coming from? Mm -hmm. These poor sides that are paying a fortune just to come and see that they think that they're passing with, the, you know, talking to their, uh, their deceased, you know, and it's like that alone for me was just like, nah, this is just morally wrong. I'm sorry, but like, yeah. you know, I don't, I didn't care about what her bloody, what marble she's using on her kitchen bench top. Like, <laughs> That's the thing, though. She'll be doing that, but she'll be she'll be at the gym working out, and she'll be like, "Look at the person, the treadmill beside her." Oh, hey, did you have a family member that died? Did he like working out? He, he says he loves you. Yeah, he loves you, darling. Yeah, look at my she nails. Said, look at my nails. Then she sends the invoice in the mail. <laughs> the producers give the invoice after that. Like that would be, you know, seven thousand dollars, please. Exactly. Freaking hell. Yeah. Uh, Oh, what was it? Uh, Spooky Whispering said uh, she's challenged as, I mean, she's channeled as a medium before. Uh, let me tell you, I didn't like it. I could see her doing that. She seems like she could be, uh, she could be on the level of spiritual awareness. <laughs> uh, she's cool as shit, though. Anyone that hasn't, uh, go check out Spooky Whispering. Great channel. Good stuff. Yeah. And After Dark Analysis is here. Check, Sorry, check her out, too. I'm a little drunk, guys. I'm, I'm not the I'm worst. just saying, like, no, they're, they're really cool. I was going to say, would you, I mean, we should, I would like to make a video of going to a medium. Like we got two in our town. The it's a mother and daughter at separate ends of our city. They've been there but, forever. Yeah, they have. And I mean, their house is one of the mothers is like diagonal from my office. And one, I have one creepy story from it. Uh, a girl I dated in college, like her, like her mom married this dude, whose both kids had like passed away. And his youngest kid went to a medium when he turned 16 or 15, something like that, really young. It was like something he really wanted to do for his birthday. Went to, went to her, and she said that he was surrounded by death. And the next, and that's all she would say about his future. It was like, death surrounds you, supposedly, is what I've been told. 
And the next year, like his sister accidentally committed suicide with a gun she found in it found in the house, accidentally shot herself. And then like two years after that, or three years, something along the lines, like he died in a car crash. So that's always freaked me out about it. So and his dad would always like tell that story. So Mm, that's so crazy it is and that's definitely i don't want to be and my cousin's wife is really into it she goes to a medium and says the medium always tells her that they're surrounded by money and that they're gonna get rich eventually which is pretty cool but yeah. i would like that scenario but i don't want to be told yeah. i'm surrounded by death and knowing the outcome of that so, so then they spend all their money giving it to the medium yeah that's true <laughs> that also might be another tactic <laughs> right there so one of my exes asked me for $40 to go see the medium because we were having trouble in the relationship and she wanted to go see the medium to see if we were going to last. And I literally didn't give her the money. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> let me predict how it's going to end. It's going to end now. <laughs> like, I'm not going to give you $40 for you to break up with me. <laughs> but yeah, it's oh, like I said, I'm sad. sure that there are people that are more, you know, in tune, like my sister, for example, she claims that she's seen things. I've never seen anything, but my sister swears on her life. I've tried tripping her up in stories. She, she sticks to it that, uh, she's seen, uh, she saw a man in a cowboy hat at my parents' house. She saw a little kid at my parents' house. And now she's seeing, uh, her husband's, uh, grandparents. <laughs> so, wow. but I've never seen anything. I've only heard weird things. So, yeah. The thing is, though, and I'm, she said it too. She's like, if you saw it, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to. Like, you wouldn't, you wish you hadn't. And I'm probably the same way. Like, I, I want to see it now, so I'd have some validity and be like, oh yeah, ghosts are real, cool deal. But if I saw it, I'd probably lose a lot of sleep. <laughs> I'd be yeah. like, oh man, what's watching me right now? Yeah. But, well, Amy only said she found us through search spooks. That, that's really cool. She's our content super spooky. But we also, next month, are going to do a, a collaboration with them. We're still working on planning it. So in October or early November, it'd be pretty cool. And what about Mr. Reality? Have you heard about the Frederick Valentich disappearance, aliens? And he was a pilot. So Yes, I, I have. What Absolutely. do you think of that? So I, obviously you guys know about the story. Um, yeah, we did a video on it. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I loved you uh, playing. <laughs> yeah, that was a very very cringy video it was fun though it was a lot of fun yeah, i thought it was really good i, I loved it but Thank look you. um I, I think for me uh i'm of the opinion that um you know something happened to him involving you know extraterrestrial or um you know unexplainable activity i don't think that you know he took his own life or you know he did it as some sort of stunt so people remember him i you know i believe that personally looking at everything he followed protocol you know towards the end um you know right to the end and you know it was quite real i, th I think you know that recording that snippet that you put in you know just to you know show us you know the actual live recording um that was that was pretty creepy like listening you know to that like i'm actually listening going this is not made this is not scripted this is this is actually the recording and it's like um yeah I, I i don't know i still i that's that's how i feel about it you know i think that you know something that we simply can't explain has you know took him and um unfortunately the 
poor soul. You know, maybe his plane did, you know, is left behind and he was taken. Maybe he did, you know, plunge and, and say, so, you know, something attacked the plane and so on and so forth. But something did happen to him. You know, he, I believe he did see something and he was being honest about it. And for me, that's, uh, that's what makes it even creepier. It's definitely a whole creepy experience. I mean, even if someone went to that extent to like fake their death or commit suicide, it's a pretty dark, dark thing to do. Cause it is crazy. Like, I mean, it sounds scared. I mean, the whole thing, I mean, I've read a lot of like one person told me in the comments told us like, or it might've been on Reddit said it was definitely like planets or stars. You don't see them move or you don't see them out that time of day. And he said something really dumb. I can't get it. The wording right. I remember the next night that I went out and took a picture and you could definitely clearly see the stars they were talking about that they're out there constantly. Like I think they said it was Mars, like planets, yeah, Mars, Venus, Venus, something else. Yeah. And yeah, and you can clearly see it out there that time of night, like every night, at least where we are. It's not Australia, but they're there. And so someone who's flying the, uh, a good amount or it, you should know. I mean, I know like that yeah. up there is not UFOs. So yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, especially... I mean, it's quite a distance away as well. I mean, for you to be in a plane like that and then look, I believe it was below him, he said, though. Yeah, he said, well. like, that's where they believe he was upside down. It's like, well, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm he was not upside good down. At flying. Why is it above me? This is weird. <laughs> but as a passenger, <laughs> as a passenger, I kind of, would, kind of would have an idea of which way the plane was up. Exactly. But I mean, he would have to be very, very dedicated to commit suicide with that story. Like, I can't imagine anyone, you know, giving their life just to spread a story like that. I mean, personally, like if I was going to commit suicide, I mean, I wouldn't. But at the same time, like I wouldn't do it just to be like, oh, yeah, it was Bigfoot that killed me. Like, I wasn't depressed. It was just Bigfoot. <laughs> it was just Bigfoot. Yeah, I mean, if that's yeah. the way, if that's what he did, props to him. Like that takes a lot of courage. I don't know. I'm not trying to glorify suicide, but it's just it's beyond my realm of thinking. I can't imagine someone doing that. Just they died for the lols. Like they literally killed themselves just for the lols, and that's just <laughs> that's insane if that's what happened. But I mean, I, I think something. I think at least he believed something was happening. Yeah, I mean, there's a theory that uh, that humanity has like a eternity, uh, pro like, I guess ego type thing where we want to be remembered forever. That's why people, when they're rich, they try to build buildings, put it in their name, and everything. People even say that's wars are justified so that people's names will go down in history. So you could almost say like faking your death, the make your name in UFO history might be a thing. And UFOs were really popular back then. So you never know. It is that's crazy true. to think. Yeah, Lorena said that's lunacy, not courage. I agree. The reason I said courage is because like I'm too much of a pussy to commit suicide. Like so, the fact that someone had enough balls to commit suicide for that—that's insane to me. Or it could, like you said, be lunacy. <laughs> Insanity does kind of uh, make a little more sense than a rational person committing suicide just to further an agenda. Yeah, my but, my partner has that opinion as well. You know um, that it was. It was obviously Hattie, you know, she, she looked at the, the beginning, his beginning of his story, you know, where he had issues, he had failed test a few times and he's, you know, had a, it looked like he had maybe some mental health issues as well, that which looks like, you know, pretty much what you said, you know, if he did take his life, 
he's probably need to see a doctor. Yeah, yeah maybe he had something undiagnosed or something like that. But uh, and to add to that, actually, uh, mental health in in Australia, I think back then, I don't know about the states, but um, it wasn't it wasn't someone something ever, you ever talked about. I guess you would be considered weak if you spoke about it. So, you know, it could be very well be an undiagnosed situation. Hmm. It's crazy stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, at that point, like, I know his life was flying, but damn. I mean, my life mm. was dedicated to being being rich. I'm not rich, but I didn't kill myself about it. I just got to keep keep on going, man. Find another hobby. <laughs> yeah, I know, but, flying is a pretty cool hobby. And he was still doing it. I mean, he was still getting to go up there and fly. Uh, what's the difference? I mean, the area that it happened was Melbourne, and it's got a lot of UFO incidences. I found one that we could read. In a few minutes, but also Gregory Johnson mentioned Perth has a lot of UFO sightings. How close are they together? How often does Australia have UFO sightings? Do you know? Um, I can only probably tell you in the last, I say, like twenty, I guess twenty-eight years. But um, Perth doesn't. I wouldn't say Perth has a lot compared to the eastern states. I mean, Western Australia as a whole, because Western Australia is the um a very large state. Um. We have had, um, I guess, some alien reports, but or UFO sort of reports, but um, I wouldn't say there's been as much compared to the eastern states, which is you know New South Wales, Victoria, which is Melbourne's um, state, and Queensland. I mean, I believe they have a lot more over there than we do over here, but at the same time, you know, it's only what we get told, you know. Yeah. Um, so it could very well be. Um, you know, like an underground sort of society that, you know, are sharing that information. But I certainly don't know about it. Once I found out about it, then <laughs> I'd love to know, you know, I'll be out there. If there was something closer to home, I'll be out there looking for these guys, you know. Um, but um, Perth, yeah, Perth doesn't, as far as I'm aware, I you know, we haven't had a lot um, over here or in WA in general. Um, but I know over East, um, you know, team uh, like secure team team 10 and everything like that you know the aussies that send the clips in and stuff it's they've always been an over east um on the east coast do you have any theory why that's a thing a personal theory or anything i believe maybe because if you look up on a map that's where everyone is yeah you know here there's nothing over here like they call my city the city of lights and the most isolated city in the world because it's so far away from everything. But if you look on a map, it's literally just this speck of lights and then there's nothing for like the next, you know, God knows how many thousands, you know, millions of square kilometers, probably not millions, but thousands, you know. Um, whereas yeah. if you look on the map over east, um, it's just lit up like a Christmas tree because that's where everyone lives. That's the better, because we're all desert over here. We've yeah. got desert and we've just got, you know, like a small spot where you can, grow grapes for your wine but um over east you know it's a much better climate a much better uh you know terrain so to speak so maybe it's the population i suppose or more people to see things you know maybe the same activities there but more people are witnessing it yeah that's true the more my people theory, yeah my theory is that the aliens are just up there like yo cleeborp where should we land <laughs> and it's like dude <laughs> I've just been watching like Animal Planet and stuff, and this Australia place is lit. <laughs> it's like, no one will it's, notice us. <laughs> these people are as cool as fuck. It's like let's just go land there, 
They got prawns on the Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be a cool-ass time. Don't have to worry about it. Like, we were going to go to America, but those guys are bombing people. Let's not worry about them. <laughs> we're just going to go to Australia. They're too politically to- correct over there. They have a, a whole continent to themselves down there. Yeah. It's going to be a chill-ass <laughs> yeah. time. Absolutely. So, on that uh, on that thing, you know, how does it feel knowing that Australia, I mean, it what the the origin of Australia was as a prison like a prison continent, right? Yeah. Like that's where they sent everyone. Like it's it's crazy that the place that they sent all of their, you know, criminals is just the chillest place. <laughs> it's well, like such a cool place. It's 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 had a lot of it, it is chill now, um I would say, you know, but Unfortunately, the beginnings, you know, if you send any prisoners anywhere, um, you know, just to force to labor and build, I guess, a, a, you know, cities up for the sake of the people who get to settle in it, you know, to bring, you know, to give them accommodation, so to speak, or a, a ready built town to live in is, um, you know, is grueling. Um, and that's why we have, you know, a lot of, a lot of, I believe, a lot of paranormal sort of activity that, you know, a lot of haunted places a lot of places where there's just a lot of death, you know. Um, I guess it's the same, any you know, with any, I guess, sort of place where they've used slaves essentially to to build something up or to do something, you know. With that, there's always death. Um, there's you know, always being tortured. There's always been death. And like you got to remember, these guys were hard. Like these guys were tough people. Not all of them. Like you'd get, you know, for stealing a loaf of bread, you would you were sent over because they used to send them to the to Maryland and. Uh, somewhere else you know and initially they used to send them to the states and the states were like can you stop sending your damn prisoners here <laughs> so they're like all right we got to find somewhere else and um this was a higher number that actually didn't make it down here because the boats were crap you know the boats were made out of you know just rafts essentially you know like the worst of the worst boats so if they made it um they would make it down here later you know they actually brought them on as prisoners on proper ships but um you know they made the um the convicts build the uh build the roads, build the jails to put them in. Um, and eventually they, you know, let convicts, you know, be free, the ones who are harder working. But like um, my partner and I have actually done the, one of the, the historic jails here, uh, Fremantle Prison, uh, not you know, nighttime tours and stuff. And like, you know, you just, I mean, you don't need to see any entities or ghosts, even though there are plenty people have reported, to just feel the death, you know. And the, you know the stench. You know you just can't get rid of it. Even all these years later, it was a hard time, man. But they, you know, it's a chill place now. Like it's 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 been difficult, but um, it's come a long way since then. When life gives you lemons. Like, exactly, exactly right. It's a classic example of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome though. Like it's it's such a crazy origin story. Like to figure, you know, to see that somewhere that's become such a tourist attraction, you know, everyone wants to go to Australia that, you know, it started as such a, you know, curt, not cursed place, but somewhere that wasn't, you know, you send your worst and now it's just the best. Yeah. So, so. just so you guys remember, when you get asked if you have a criminal record prior to coming to Australia, mm-hmm. you have to tell them, you have to ask them, is that still required? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Just, just giving you, they probably won't like it, but, 
Uh, That's a good answer, man. Lorena said, I never want to go there. I like, I like I said earlier, I've always wanted to go there. And then people are like, no, you don't want to go there. Like, the spiders are huge. Like, there's so many things trying to kill you. But man, it just seems (laughs) worth it. Just seems like a really cool time. But uh, you have a bunch of fun. I have seen pictures of like a giant spider behind a clock. Have you seen that viral image? Like, it's pretty old. Like, are spiders really that big down there? Um, I'm not sure of the photo you're talking about, but the, the general, generally the bigger they are, the less, the less dangerous they are. Yeah. I've seen some that are pretty bad. Uh, I'll have to see if I can find the picture, but um, it's, it's rough. What we I mean, get commonly, this actually throws a lot of people off. Um, we get what's called a huntsman spider, but they love coming inside your house and they jump. They get quite big. I've seen them get as big as a small plate. Um, you know, fully stretched out. They're little brown. They're brown. Well, they're not little, but they're br- they're little to me. But they're brown spiders, and um, they love jumping, and they can jump quite far. So, like, um, like they come in. You probably get. I don't know. I can't remember how much my partner gets in, but like she'll get them in every. I don't know, like five a week, and they'll just be, you know, um, on the walls or you know wherever. You know, they're just hanging out. So obviously. So do you I try to kill, kill them, them or let them out the well, door peacefully or see she she's not too keen on spiders, neither is her dad or anyone, or the kids. Um but um I oh wow, yeah. That's, yeah, that's a um that's a huntsman. Yeah. Oh it is? So that's real. That's yeah. not a that's not a doctor damage. <laughs> well it yeah, it may not I'm just looking at the actual shape of the legs and stuff like that. It may that one may be real, but yeah, a huntsman is essentially like that. It, they've got the big bendy legs, Oof. and uh, they—that's the ones that come in your house. So they're not poisonous. They'll just give you a headache if you get bitten. If you know, <laughs> have you but, been um, bitten by something crazy? Yeah, no, I've been bitten by um, <laughs> been bitten by a snake, and I've been bitten by a spider, a redback though. So, so redback. So that's a black widow, right, or similar to it? Yeah, yeah, they're they're very venomous. Um. The snake bite, um, I had to get um, a shot for just yeah, like an I guess an anti venom just to be on the safe side because I weren't I wasn't sure what snake snake it was, what type yeah. of snake. I just felt the bass and then he slid off. Um, and then um, the red back, I was a child, so yeah, I had to get a um, a shot for that. What was happening is um, uh, I didn't know much about spiders back then, and both my parents both being foreigners. Um, they, uh, yeah, like, I don't know, I was playing with some, some, you know, the swing outside and I just thought I'd be a cool idea to play around with this little black thing I found, not knowing, you know, cause I was fearless back then and I was playing with a spider and obviously he bit my palm and I was crying and they're like, oh crap, <laughs> you know, and just to be on the safe side. Um, yeah. Um, luckily I made it through that, but, um, yeah, uh, someone was saying in the chat, a King Brown, I don't think it was a king brown. I think it was a dugite, so it wasn't so bad. But dugites are the common snakes we get here um, it, around my place anyway in WA. Um, I don't know how poisonous they are, but I know you need to um, – I think you need to get – no, they are lethal. You need to get a shot, but I believe it was a dugite that got me. They're a little – they get big. <laughs> but um, these, you know, these, these guys are pretty – pretty sneaky they always say don't go near the snakes and the snake won't affect you but like no it's not true when they want water when they want water they'll go looking for water 
that's one of my biggest fears is getting bit by a snake. Like I like snakes. I like watching them like, you know, from behind glass, but the thought it's something about their fangs, like just yeah. the thought of getting, you know, penetrated by a snake. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's creepy. It's the yeah. best word I could have thought of. But yeah, it's just something, I don't know. It freaks me out. I've, I think I've been bitten by a spider. It wasn't anything venomous, yeah. but uh, snakes. Yeah. <laughs> and, like I really like spiders too. Like I really, I like anything. I like spiders. Yeah. I just don't like them where I'm sleeping. Like it's <laughs> that's like fair enough. In their own habitat, that's great. Snakes, that's great. But don't come inside my house. Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, uh, around here, spiders-wise, we have black widows, uh, uh, bl- uh, brown recluses. They're really bad. But that's about the only real big threat as far as spiders. Uh, snakes, we have cottonmouths and uh, rattlesnakes. We don't have them very often, though. At least where we live. I'm sorry, not rattlesnakes. Uh, Water moccasins, copperheads, water moccasins. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we don't have to worry about them. We like for, I would say the average person where we live sees like two snakes a year. So how many snakes do you see a year? Oh, I could, I can't count them on two hands. Um, Man, my backyard alone, because I'm across the road from, I guess, a river with like bush. Um, so we get all of them. Um, so we get what's very common in, in the yard is um, bobtails. So bobtails are a pretty mellow lizard, and um, they're they're not too big. They're a little, you know, probably like a, I don't know, like half a foot long, um, you know, blue tongue lizards, and they just cruise around. You know, they're all cold blooded, so they just sit in the sun, and you know, you see them around. You're like, oh, hey, how you going? I used to keep them as pets, um, but uh, with the snakes, what happens is in spring you'll be doing your clean up or whatever, and you know they'll just hatch from the backyard or front yard or wherever or you know across the road and then they'll just litter them around so like i used to go walking in the um in the nature path across the road but um i've given up because you know you'll just be running and then you know there'll be like three coiled up on the sides and and it's like you know just sitting in the sun it's like nah it's too hard it's just too hard (laughs) i just can't be bothered Um, but that's just where i live you know like there's a lot of bush and trees and stuff around so do you get snakes in your house, like the spiders, or like what's the craziest stuff you um, find in your home? I haven't gotten any snakes in our home, but it's very common people report to get carpet pythons in their house. So they'll be vacuuming <laughs> yeah. and all that kind of stuff, and they'll get carpet pythons. Now, apparently, they're not dangerous. Now, I don't know, but I've never gotten that. But everyone, like I, you know, like over the years, gone. Oh yeah, just found a carpet python while I was vacuuming under the bed, or you know, whatever the case is, and it's like. <laughs> Apparently they're not dangerous though, because they're pythons. All they'll do is strangle you to death if they get the chance. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but so they're okay. Pythons are good. It's it's when they're not pythons, you know. Um, <laughs> pythons are good. It's fine. They just strangle you to death. <laughs> it's the lesser of two evils. Thing to say. <laughs> um, I mean, you but, tell us Australia is great, and then you silently, then you just confirm all our fears about Australia at the same time, man. <laughs> you just. I don't know. It's like, it's not that bad. Like if you just, that, it, I guess yeah, it's more like you've got to make sure that the place is clean. That's all. If you have a cluttered house, you're going to guarantee that you've probably got a snake in your house or something. Like, I don't know. Like keep your house clean. <laughs> You'll be right. Get rid if of all that If you find a snake in your house around us, it's a big deal. It'll make the news probably. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, oh my God, <laughs> how did this happen? <laughs> this happened. <laughs> well, I was going to say, we don't have the situational awareness to survive this, this scenario. <laughs> but, 
the thing is, um, you know how you were saying, you know, you bunch Australia and New Zealand together. Um, New Zealand has no snakes. Really? Yeah, they have the no snakes. Land. So the promised land. So <laughs> it's probably because it's so freaking cold that the snakes are like, nope, we're moving back to Australia. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty messed up. That's crazy. Uh, Amy only said I was bit by a brown recluse and I still have the scar on my left butt cheek to prove it if you don't believe me. Pixar didn't happen. But no, uh, I've seen like I did a project on brown recluses in like eighth grade and just like showing like there's the popular image of like a hand and it's uh, stages of like days after you were bit. Man, it's no joke. Like it deteriorates your tissue. It's insane. But uh, the bad thing is they're very common around here. Like uh, they're not very big. I think they said they're about the size of a quarter, but they're very venomous. And if you get bit, it's it's almost like a brown. I mean, it's almost like a black widow. I think black widows are more deadly, but these will just ruin you. <laughs> yeah, and the uh, redbacks are the same. I've actually speaking of redbacks, I've been watching I've been watching a channel for a while. It's this random uh, Aussie, and he talks about redbacks. Like he has redbacks, and he puts them in like a container with other deadly animal, like other deadly insects or arachnids. But. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he got in trouble with YouTube because it was animal violence, but it's very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember his name, but it's on there. If you guys decide to venture down that path, Uh, Gregory Johnson said, "Since the since the ah, hurricane, since the hurricane and flooding, nothing but snakes and all critters getting away from the rising waters." Yeah, I feel so bad for them. Yeah, I I saw an article. I don't. I felt like it was uh, satirical, satirical, whatever. I'm drunk, but. It was talking about how snakes were being uh, displaced because of the hurricane. I think it was on our Discord, actually. They were saying the snakes were being, you know, pushed into areas that they're not native to because of the hurricane. And all that could come to mind was, like, you know, Sharknado. It's like, now we've got snake a cane. But uh, I can just imagine yeah. a, a tornado of snakes. Ugh. Oh, that reminded me of something I was watching uh, quite a few years ago, actually, um, when HD just became a thing here, um, about the um, a lot of uh, down in Florida. Apparently, what people have been throwing their pet pythons and stuff out in the uh, swamps, and now the alligators now have a, another predator, and they've been. It started off when I think like two pythons or two alligators, and a python were found mangled in each other, like they were found dead, but. Apparently, like one alligator tried to save the other alligator from a python, and I don't know. It was pretty messed up. It's, I saw I, that I, picture. I saw that yeah. picture. Yeah, I saw that on the internet. Me and my uncle were like looking at it one night <laughs> and talking about. It. It's a pretty crazy picture. Yeah, I've seen yeah, pictures of like pythons or whatever actually eating alligators, but like yeah. there was one video a long time ago where the I guess it was a python. It actually exploded. <laughs> because wow. it couldn't actually contain the alligator. But uh, yeah, I know of a lot of people, I know that has, has been an issue with people releasing, you know, snakes that they had as pets and they got too big and they released them into the wild. And uh, it's bad, yeah. man. It's yeah. like, it's just the ecosystem. Mm. It's like you have to worry about snake. I mean, you have to worry about alligators. Now you have to worry about snakes too. But, yeah. That's crazy, but unfortunately, it's the what it is now. Yeah, I was gonna say the creepy pasta of like the the pet snake that that starts growing and you don't know why it's growing. You get excited though because it's your favorite pet, but then it turns out when you take it to the vet, it's growing like so big because it wants to eat you. So, 
Gregory said pythons and boas are serious invasive species. And Rebecca said, don't get me started on the invasive species. Fucking people. (laughs) People are very, very invasive species. Humanity. Yeah. All right. You guys want to read the the unsolved mysteries? Who wants to read the UFO one? That also happened in Melbourne, like the Valentech disappearance. I can go if you like. All right. Go for it. It's, it happened in your, your country. Yeah. <laughs> well, three did, but or anyway. Continent. Oh, yeah, so they actually did... all did. Damn, I'm retarded. <laughs> <laughs> that was a struggle. That was a really this, this big one, struggle. This, this one <laughs> happened in my country. The yeah, other two, yeah, this one. Don't worry about them. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so we're reading the Valentech one, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Well, the UFO, the, yeah, the Westall. We yeah, still, yeah. How do you see that? All right. I, all right, so... Um, Let's start off with, I'll start off at, at 11am on April 6th, 1966, a class of students and a teacher from Westall High School were outside when an object described as as being a grey saucer-shaped craft with a slight purple hue and being about twice the size of a family car was alleged to have been seen. According to witnesses, the object was descending and then crossed and overflew the high school's southwest corner, going in a southeasterly direction before disappearing from sight as it descended, being a straight behind a stand of trees and into a padlock at the Grange in front of the Westall State School, um, which is for the which is where the primary students are at. Um, after 20 minutes, the object with witness the object with witnesses, now numbering over 200, then climbed at speed and departed. As the object gained altitude, some accounts describe it as having been pursued from the scene by five unidentified aircraft which circled the object men. Oh, the object, sorry, beg your pardon. Men in uniforms showed up to take soil samples and investigate. Um, They interrogated the witnesses and set an area nearby on fire to eliminate evidence of a possible UFO landing. The government tried to say it was a light expert. Um, Light aircraft, sorry, left the word out. Light aircraft by experts. (laughs) Sorry, I wrote this really fast because this happened at six o'clock and I was like, oh man, we're we're doing this at seven. It's okay. I thought I'd like needed more coffee. Um, But witnesses said it was definitely not a normal human craft. Um, And this much you want to know about. Recent government documents show that it may have been a government weather balloon test. Um, So was it a government cover-up or some kind of non-human spacecraft? I feel like a government weather balloon is like the go-to excuse. Like I know I've heard that a few times. It's like, oh, it wasn't wasn't UFO. It was yeah, swamp gas, or it was a water a weather balloon. Yeah, it's getting old. Government come up with something new. Yeah, that one was always a bit of a mystery. Um, I remember my I think we're talking in science class in high school. Um, not about this particular thing, but about you know. I guess all coming back to, I don't know, like covering things up and whatnot. And yeah, like uh, I, I think they're trying to protect us from something or not let us know about something as much as any other country, you know, trying to cover up um, UFO incidents. So yeah, that one, especially with 200 witnesses and then the, the cover up or the, you know, the work that they did, after that, with the soil samples and the burning of things, I mean, especially to burn things in Melbourne, like that's a pretty big deal. You know, that's a really densely populated area with, you know, a, you know, a very prominent sort of, I guess, culture. That's a very specific thing to do. 
Like you wouldn't just do that. If someone lit a fire in your city, you'd be like, um, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Here's a Here's... random conspiracy theory. Yeah. Like, do you think that the government is hiding it because it would disprove so many religions if aliens were real? And that would cause a lot of people to go into, you know, madness or mayhem. Maybe they think that the world would be worse off if they didn't have their religions. This is drunk thoughts from Blake. <laughs> For me, I think, it, you know, it could be a possibility, but in seeing the, the way the world's been going, um, you know, and atheism, I guess, being more and more prominent, I suppose. Um, in this day and age, is it, you know, something they would still want to maintain? Is it something that they still feel they should? I forget sometimes that uh, other places are more, you know, atheistic than uh, where we are. <laughs> we kind of live in the self-proclaimed Bible belt. So yep. around, like around me, being an atheist is a very uncommon thing. But I know <laughs> that in England, it's a, a growing trend. So yeah, Europe. Usually, Europe like trends start in Europe, and then they eventually cross over to America. Really slow the the switch over. I um, so I, I think I mean I mean I was raised Catholic, you know, but we still we were very you know I guess the the country as a whole is still quite religious, um, you know to that, to that aspect, and but um, I guess <clears throat> I guess for me I just like our government's pulled away from religion if that makes sense so like um you know they've taken scripture and you know all that out of out of school and you know it's up to you if you want to educate your children with religion now it's not you can take them to private catholic schools or baptist schools or you know whatever you you choose to do and have religion as part of that um but it's not a requirement it's not something that's pushed like it was when i was growing up i guess um you know i uh I always wondered if it was more to the, the the amount of fear it would create, you know, you know, like us as a society, like what do we do? Who's going to protect us if we don't know about it? The government doesn't have to answer these questions. Yeah, it's definitely true. Because I mean, if there is something you know extraterrestrial that's visiting us, that alone makes it much more advanced than we are. Because the fact that they were actually yes. able to get to us. So, I mean, it definitely it could create fear, especially since all of our horror movies involving aliens usually depict, you know, global destruction. <laughs> yeah. So. Absolutely. I don't know. I feel like if there is anything, I feel like, one, there is something out there. I don't know if anything's visited us. I think it's stupid to think that there's not more intelligent life forms out there. But uh, I don't know. I just, I think that we as a society aren't ready to find out if there is something out there because we think we're in control. We're not <laughs> like we think as you know, the United States, for example, it's like, we think that we, you know, that we're on top of the world, that we have enough technology to keep us safe from anything. We as a country couldn't handle knowing that there's some kind of force out there that's more technologically advanced than us. Mm. So that's my, I was going to say like Japan, but, they're still here. They're yeah, still <laughs> they're not alien. <laughs> Japan's our best best chance of anything extraterrestrial. If anyone's gonna have some weird shit, it's gonna be Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I think the government is. I don't like the idea that that there is contact that's been out there because that seems really far fetched. But the whole idea, the conspiracy theory that we are being 
Like, there's a lot more government-released videos, people coming forward more openly about aliens and stuff, and the Navy's releasing stuff that, you know, they are trying to desensitize the, the population to the idea of aliens. There's even the whole conspiracy theory that, like, even in the movie Independence Day was a propaganda film to put into your head that the aliens are out there and we might have to fight them one day. So... I don't know. Watch that movie. It, it was kind of a bad movie. Like yeah, but we still bad. we won in the end. I mean, I know in the end, but like, did you see all the shit that went down? Like that, I that movie affected me as a kid. I thought it was much more of a horror movie than it. I guess it is a horror movie, but like when I was a kid, that really scared me. I was like, oh man, the thought that something could come in and just wipe out all of our monuments and stuff like that. For some reason, that was what I was worried about. That's like I don't know. That's fair enough. Yeah, I would oh, rather yeah. have the ET aliens. Than the uh, Independence Day aliens or the War of the Worlds aliens. <laughs> yeah, the friendly ones. I want to go home. Yeah, let's just take them <laughs> home. The World of World a- the War of the World aliens really messed me up when I saw it. Yeah, vaporizing humans is like, oh fuck, what do we do about and, that? And they couldn't find someone more appropriate than Tom Cruise to to play that role. Yeah, and he's he's the best our humanity has to offer. Yeah. Like, this is our savior, Tom. <laughs> All five foot two of him. <laughs> he's a clean specimen of our species. Yeah, this man is so passionate. He jumps on couches. Uh, Glorina said, uh, "Cloverfield, the fourth kind." Glo- Cloverfield would be awful. I love Cloverfield, but that would be a bad time. Oh man. I think for the fourth kind is a great movie. Like either way, it. you haven't. It's it's like a found footage thing. And I had a friend that was so convinced that it was real, and he he watched it like twice. He watched it with me, and then he watched it again, and he was he was obsessed with it. Are like you talking? Maybe. Oh wait, the fourth kind. I'm getting that confused. It happened in Alaska. Like they yeah, think I it might have been owls. But I was, was thinking uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. It's the fourth kind. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> that movie was awesome. I remember the mashed potatoes too. <laughs> That's also the the mountain of the mashed potatoes. Yeah, another conspiracy theory is that Spielberg is literally paid by the government to make alien films, so like ET, and then like uh, Super Eight. Yeah, like all of that was was paid for by the government to like introduce the whole idea of aliens to the general population. So, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. Well, here's a question: Do you, in your lifetime, do you want aliens to make contact? Whether yes. not knowing whether they're going to be good or bad, because yeah. I mean, if they're anything like us, I would assume. Hopefully, they're not like us. Because if they're anything <laughs> like us, they're here to take our resources. <laughs> yeah, jobs. It's like for some reason the aliens are invading Iraq. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. <laughs> they're taking the Afghanistan poppy seeds. Oh no. <laughs> but yeah, like uh, I. I want it to happen, but I also, as long as they're good, if they're bad, it's just like, man, that sucks. Yeah, I, I would. Um, I, I guess you, there is a risk that it's going to be bad, but look, if they wanted to do something with us, they would have by now. That's There's how I theory. see it. There's a theory I heard way back in the day. It might've been Ethan that told me, I can't remember, but it was saying that um, aliens were afraid to make contact because they saw what we did to our own people. You know, dropping bombs on our own, you know, other humans. Yeah. It's like, what would like, we oh, do? 
So these, thugs. So these people aren't mature enough yet. It's like, we're just going to give them a couple millennia to kind of figure stuff out. I've heard that same, that, that same theory. Um, I was actually having a conversation with my brother going, okay, like they've, we've claimed that we've seen, you know, they've claimed that we've seen alien life, you know, um, you know, astronauts and, and people in general. Right. And it's like, so why don't we see more? Like, why is it that we aren't seeing more if the universe is full of these, other life forces and he goes well we're on the boonies in, in reality so yeah they might be keeping an eye on us send a send a drive-by just check up that we're still here and okay but at the end of the day we're in the boonies so they're not fast the earth is the australia of the universe <laughs> it's <laughs> like mania it's even worse than that <laughs> we'll go there on vacation every now and then yeah. but for the most part we're just gonna let it do its own thing unless you're ethan and it's too far away gotta fly so many light years to get there yeah there's a beach but it's so far away maybe, maybe earth is Australia. <laughs> maybe oh man or well, the milky way is the australian continent up in new guinea and all That's of that <laughs> swamp said mr reality back at it again with the market deals boys Oh uh, yeah, I'm uh, Mr. Realty. No, Mr. Realty. Oh, I thought you just. Oh yeah, that makes. That I makes sell sense. property for a job. Oh, do you? No, I don't. Because I mean, we double, need some real estate. <laughs> Mr. Realty. That's how he reads it sometimes. Let's <laughs> say because we need to get to Australia. Uh, Glorina said, "If aliens do exist, they have advanced technology that we will never be able to detect their existence." That's very true. That's yeah. a very good point. They're like, man, they fucking invented cell phones. Now we got to get invisibility. <laughs> Damn, they got Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. Crap. Catching up. <laughs> 4G. All right. Damn. Yeah. Have you ever seen anything that you would consider a UFO, something that didn't seem right or didn't seem like a plane? I saw something. Uh, I, I actually called... Um, my partner on the way home it was actually coming back from her place i was driving down the highway because we live about 20 minutes apart and i actually called her up and i don't know if she remembers this but my voice you could hear the the i guess the the scared thing in my voice i don't know if she remembers this but i called her up as it was happening i was driving home it was pitch black at night and i saw this big i thought it was the sun that came out it was literally this ball of light that suddenly appeared like I mean, not, it wasn't even that high off the ground. Like, it was still in the sky, but it was, like, literally, like, you could see the hills in the back, and that thing was just above that. And I was like, wow, the moon's a bit low, but I was looking at it, and it was just flashing, and then it just it was just sitting there hovering. And I was like, what's going on? Um, I just wish I had, well, you know, I was, you know, could take my phone out and record it, because that's how um, crazy this thing was. It was massive. Um, it lit up that area. Like, I could see the glow on the ground on, on top of the treetops. And I called her up saying, you know, just explaining what was going on. Um, and um, she was, she was, uh, you know, like, oh, okay. This guy's probably just tired, you know, um, like, you know, because probably she, she couldn't see it. And then as soon as I started talking about it, it, just disappeared. Like I was watching it for a good few minutes coming down the highway. And then I was like, oh, I better give her a call, let her know what I'm seeing. And to see if she could see it too from where she was. And yeah, and then it just, just turned, like, as soon as I started talking about it, it's like, it just turned off. Hmm. That's yeah. interesting. Like I had a similar experience. I don't talk about it much because the circumstances. But I was taking a shit one time, and there was a window. 
<laughs> and I was just looking out the window because this was before I had a cell phone. I was young. And I was just like, that's a weird looking plane. And then yeah. I looked away and I looked back and it was gone, but like not in the time that it should have been able to disappear. Like it was like, all right, so the tree line is here. The plane is here. I look yeah. away for a second and I look back and it's gone. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, that wasn't a plane. <laughs> like, what was that? What was, what's going on? But yeah, like I've never had any like, oh, that's definitely UFO experiences, but I've had a lot of where did yeah, that questionable. go? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Clarina said, then you looked in the toilet. Oh my God, aliens. <laughs> they yeah. look like E.T. <laughs> yeah, she also said Comet. Has anyone ever seen a Comet? Have you guys looked at a Comet before? I've seen a lot of shooting stars. I don't know about Comets. I, yeah, I, missed, uh, I missed Haley's Comet. Apparently, I, I, I saw Haley's Comet as a kid. Fuck so, you, man. I wanted no, to see it so say, bad, and I missed it. And no, I was, I was like, well, say, when's the next one coming around? Oh, 70-some years. Yeah, okay. I mean, I've also seen a meteor shower too, but it's very—it's very—it's uh, not—it doesn't look like a uh, UFO. Like it's very lackluster. I've also seen the space station go by. That's—I've never realized all three of those things at once before. But yeah, all of those things are, except for the meteor shower, very boring. So <laughs> like the the comet is literally like a light in the sky, just going across very slow. And yeah. I mean, it could look like a plane unless you knew what you were looking for and were like specifically searching for it. Same thing with the space station. It went by a little bit faster because it was like orbiting the Earth. And then the meteor shower was crazy, but it was still like a bunch of, it was like a light show. And I don't know. See, she, she saw Haley's comment. I don't think you would, what you saw, Mr. Reality, would be a comment. I'm thinking maybe it was a meteor, but. Well, it just didn't fall or anything, you know? It just hovered in midair and then just turned off. Like, I didn't yeah. see it drop. Yeah, Meteors are so quick, though. Yeah, mm. you, I mean, you see it shoot across the sky. I don't it's know. Like That's... A second or two tops. So, I mean, if it lasted longer than a couple seconds, then it wasn't a meteor. Not that I would think, unless that meteor was very close to where you were. <laughs> yeah. No, this thing was definitely hovering. Like, it was like a, yeah, it was like someone, it was literally like a, like a miniature sun had, like, you know, some like someone created a like a floating sun or something like that, and then, yeah, just like they just turned the light off or something like that. It was just crazy, and it was bright. You know, are you yeah, familiar but... with lightning bugs? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just flying around me like it was right in front of my face. It was just gone. <laughs> then it, it over there. <laughs> no, like, no, that's actually really weird though. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen shooting stars. I've never seen anything you know, show up for a prolonged amount of time and then disappear. Yeah. Yeah. My uncle had a experience uh, on his family. Like they were working outside their farm, whatever as a kid. And they had a ball of light appear above them and just hover above the field. And he just kept looking up at it and said he was like super fascinated by it. While everyone else was scared of it. And he was convinced that it was a UFO and alien. And ever since he's been like a super, He's the first person I met that was like a really hardcore, like he believes in paranormal stuff, but he was also like a hardcore atheist. He would always point back to like, oh, when I was a kid, I had an alien like spacecraft above me and he super believes it. And the way he talks about it is really interesting, but he describes it as just like a light just hanging there before just like shooting off. So, and it hung there for a while, not just like a brief minute. 
I mean, in theory, if aliens had the technology to reach us, why would they send them, you know, come in on a ship? Why wouldn't they send like some kind of drone or some kind of spying device, you know? Could mm. be what that is, you know? It could be a bunch of teenage aliens. We're going to go hang out here. Watch let's, go some, <laughs> let's go tip some humans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If I was an alien, I mean, we are probably cows to them. I mean, <laughs> so many like abduction stories were basically just experimental uh, specimens. He's just livestock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gene said, uh, "Sorry, guys, time for me to go. Uh, where I am is very later. I'm sorry, I'm a little intoxicated, and I haven't been, I haven't slept for months. Holy, you gotta go to sleep." Yeah. But uh, yeah, thanks for coming by, Gene. We appreciate it. Uh, Swamp says he's out of here. Have a good night. My strange bro- brother, uncle, wives hit me up when them Aussie real estate deals really <laughs> <laughs> with them. Yeah, definitely. We'll you guys have sweet here. dreams, live long and prosper. Yeah. Some sweet think. deals on real estate. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost been two hours. Yeah, we got. We still have two more mysteries to go through. Ah, do you want me to read the next mystery? Yeah, you can. How do you say? Is it Holt? Harold Holt? Yeah, Holt. Yep. Okay. All right, let's see. All right, guys, I'm going to struggle, so try not to make fun of me too much. I wrote it real fast, so if there's any mistakes, I'm sorry. I'm going to read it as it is. All right. <laughs> All right. So, the Australian Prime Minister Disappearance Conspiracy. Harold Holt was the 17th Prime Minister of Australia and was in office from 1966 until his presumed drowning death in 1967. On December 17, 1967, Holt, he, and four companions stopped at a remote beach at a sw- for a swim before lunch. He had spearfished at the beach many times before and claimed to know the area like the back of his hand. Because of the rough conditions, only one other person, Alan Stewart, joined Holt in the water. Stewart Stewart kept close to the shore, but Holt swam out deeper into the water and was seemingly caught up in a riptide, eventually disappearing from view and was never seen again. Holt's disappearance sparked one of the largest search operations in Australian history, but no trace of his body was ever found. A police report released in early 1968 made no definitive findings about Holt's death, while a coronial... coronial inquest in 2005 returned a verdict of accidental drowning. It is generally accepted that Holt overestimated his swimming ability, yet there are some, there are numerous conspiracies surrounding his disappearance. British journalist Anthony Gray suggested that the prime minister was a spy and he was picked off by a submarine so he could deflect China. Some believe he was assassinated by the CIA, committed suicide, or even faked his death to escape his life with one of his many lovers. He was a known womanizer who frequently had extramarital affairs. Finally, there is one theory that he was picked up by an underwater UFO vessel. What do you think? Is it always aliens? It's aliens. I don't know. The Riptide sucks, man. Yeah. The thing about Riptide is... I was going to say, the the thing about these is um, you will... Usually when you die from ex- you know drowning or anything like that even if it's a riptide they always find your body that's that's the one thing we can count on is your body's going to wash wash back up or you can be found so if it was a drowning especially where he was his body wouldn't have disappeared indefinitely so that's what makes it a lot more mysterious um the thing with harold holt as well was um he was a lot more he changed australia for what it was 
So the reason why there's a lot of conspiracy around him uh, um, is because of he changed, he made it so that the Aboriginal people became people. Prior to that, they were considered fauna. So that means you could legally get a license and hunt them back when guns were illegal in Australia. So they were like, yeah, that, that was the reality of the situation. Um, and that was during the stolen generation time as well. So he abolished the white Australia policy. Um, he, he did that. And um, he also, um, when the US um, you know, entered into the Vietnam, the Vietnam War, we obviously, he signed to say, yeah, we'll come, we'll come with you. And he sent 6,000 troops, which created a massive uproar here at home because as Australia, we're obliged to help out the US since World War II. But that doesn't mean that Australian, Australians in general want to participate in the war. So there was a lot of conspiracy that, um, you know, followed him because of those changes. Um, so the white Australia policy was um, basically if you were a foreigner and you moved to Australia, you had to change your name to sound more European. You had to basically give up your identity if you were from a foreign country. So uh, my mum had to go through the white Australia policy where they had to change the name change not necessarily change the religion but they it was hard to practice it here back in the 70s anyway there was nothing around but they wanted you to be white basically they wanted to make people white that was the reality of australia back then and the stolen generation um so what they were doing is they were taking um i guess the aboriginal children and you know making them catholic basically and um mix you know basically you know raise them to be gentlemen or women with you know education and whatnot and basically breed out the aboriginal and make them all white that was the reality of what australia was um so he actually put an end to a lot of those things his policies are what changed the country to make it what it is today so that's i guess a big reason why it's just we don't know what's happened to him you know um but his legacy lives on with what we are today, you know? Uh, it's really interesting. Like, I, I've read about this case a whole lot, but never knew that kind of context behind it. It almost kind of reminds me of, like, JFK. Like, he made a lot of... I mean, he was only prime minister from uh, 66 to 67, but he made a big difference, kind of like how JFK wasn't president for long, but he left, like, an impact where he's one of the most popular presidents. Um, So where did your parents come, like come from like what was that like getting over how did they end up in australia okay so my 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 mum's side came through from singapore so she was born in singapore and um that was british territory at the time so with the british empire i suppose even though australia was technically um a, a, you know independent so to speak they're still under the british monarchy but um singapore was getting crowded and pretty crazy at that point um so they Want my granddad wanted them to have a better life, so they moved to Australia because he was a surgeon. Um, so he moved them over, because um, he could already get work here. The thing is, if you if you have a profession that can benefit the country, like I guess like anywhere really, um, you know you've got some sort of chance in, in a better chance to migrate. So he wanted a better life for um, my family. Singapore at that point was when they still had houses, so my family. My mum's family lived in a house in Singapore, but they could they knew that was changing. You know, the houses were getting knocked down. It was getting dense. The 
the situation back in Singapore with the Muslims fighting with the Chinese and the Indians, um, you know, the religious wars that they were having and the deaths and the, the, the murders and stuff that they were having, in, you know, in the streets. It was getting pretty crazy in Singapore at the time. So to keep them safe, he moved them. He wanted to, you know, relocate his family to Australia, but, you know, they changed their, um, obviously had to change their name and, you know, who they were basically. Um, my dad came from Poland, from communist Poland in the 80s. So we had a period for about 15 years, I, I think, where the Australian government made a deal with Poland to allow Polish people to come in because it was just a deal that they had going on. They brought in a few and they were like, oh, these guys are really hardworking. We'll let them come in for the next 10 years. And and he was one of those that came in, uh, one of those people that came in. But um, there's so there's a pretty prominent I guess, Polish community here as well as Italian. Everyone's come in waves at different points. You know, the Italians first and the Chinese. And, you know, the 80s was the Polish. Um, now it's the Sudanese, <coughs> Somalians. But, you know, it's just the sake of refuge, you know. Yeah. So did your parents meet in Australia? Yeah, they did. Yeah. So that's how they met. So two opposite. It's it's pretty crazy because when you think about it, um, my mum being Indian on the side, um, and my dad being Polish, they were still technically influenced by the British Empire at the end of the day. Um, so to me, it was like, people go, oh, they're so different. It's like, well, no, not really. When you think about, you know, the British Empire in general and what it had under it, you know, it took over India, it, it helped rebuild Poland. It's actually quite fitting, to be honest. And it happened in Australia, you know. Yeah, I was going to ask you, so like Australia, is that a Commonwealth nation? Like, how does that, how does that actually work? Like with other nations, like you talk about, like Britain, and so do you guys still like really like the Queen and all of that? Like, how do you fit in? Like, how do you feel like politically? Like, does that get brought up often? It does. It actually does. Like for us, I relate W uh, my state WA um, to Texas um, yeah. in terms of the you know the resources we've got the you know the, the I guess the the sheer size and the climate and everything alone, but also um, I find that like Texans, WA people are quite proud of where they come from. I mean, everyone is at the end of the day, but um, we ourselves want to be split off from the rest of Australia. Oh, I do anyway. Okay. A good a good chunk of us want to just because we get ripped off by the government, the federal government, you know. Um, well, everyone comes here to take the resources and the jobs and the housing creates problems for us here and then they go back over east and you know, it kind of screws our economy up a bit, but it's starting to balance out now. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, um, that's just our own little internal, you know, I guess, struggle. But as a nation, um, yeah, so we still are under the under the United Kingdom in terms of monarchy. So Queen Elizabeth is our queen. She's on all the dollars and all the cents. Um, it's, we don't know why. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> um We've we've seeked independence before. We've done referendums, but everyone ends up wanting to stay. And I don't know if that's because it's a tradition. But I mean, like, it doesn't really add anything. Like, we can't go live in the UK. We can't just go move there and just be like, "Yo, I want to live here for a bit." Um, and the same thing with UK citizens. Like, you know, UK citizens they can't just come live here. There's no. It's not any easier for an American than a, a person from the United Kingdom yeah. to come and live here. They're still... It's not so like no the benefit. European Union. It's not like being no, a Commonwealth country, Union. you get like a Commonwealth passport where you can go to any Correct. other... Yeah. yeah. 
It's a strong passport. The Australian passport is one of the strongest in the world, but yeah. it doesn't mean, you know, and we have very, like, I didn't realize how many requirements there were for some other countries or a lot of other countries other than the States yourself and, you know, maybe Canada and stuff like that, where they need to apply to go to visit somewhere. Like yeah. that's messed up. Like I just rock up like 60 days, 90 days. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be gone in 10, you know, if I, <laughs> some people need to apply to, you know, to say, Hey, can I stop in for a, for a stopover to go to, you know, Dubai or something like that. Like that's messed up. Yeah, I always heard that you, you know? had to have, actually have a job in Australia to stay at this point. Yeah, you just visit, man. You can't. You can't just see, like it's the Dave's rule, supposedly. Like anywhere, well, with like an American passport, usually you can go anywhere within a month yeah. or two, and as long as you're going to be gone and don't like piss off a customs official when you're talking to them, yeah. you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah, but yeah, as far as like uh, people coming in your country, have you ever thought about building a wall? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or a moment, oh, I like know an ocean that the Mexicans going to pay for. Um, well, we. <laughs> I mean, we're pretty. We're pretty. We're making Antarctica pay for it. <laughs> the good thing is, because we're um, we're essentially, you know, we've got no other countries to share land with. You know, we don't have to worry about that. Um, they were coming. People were coming in via boats from, you know, Indonesia and and wherever else. But the thing is, by the time they eventually get close, you know, we, we can see them rocking up, and the the navy boats stop up and like, yo, where are you going? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> hey, I see you. I see you. Hey. Stop. Yeah, our boats are obviously a lot faster, you know. Um, <laughs> and, uh, like, um, you know, you, you know, you can't, you can't do that. Um, and the, I guess the refugee process is um, they were sent to Nauru, which is, a, a, I guess, in the Polynesian, I guess, area um, there. So Nauru was one island that they were sent to. Christmas Island, which is closer to Indonesia, but it's still under our, my state's power. Um, that's a, like a, another, another refugee sort of location, like where they generally like quarantine them, so to speak. That's a terrible way to think about it. But, um, and now we're actually sending them to Papua New Guinea. So we're, it's dumb, but we're stopping the boats from coming, so to speak, but we're redirecting the people to Papua New Guinea at our cost and we're housing them and we're looking after them and we're paying the Papua New Guinea government to, to have, you know, to take care of them. So it's like, mm. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's this that you know. So we don't need a wall. We've got a big ocean, but I guess the, the the Australian government takes responsibility of them. It's just we can't have them on the mainland because you know it creates a lot of issues already. You know, it's a very specific, you know, very um, sensitive ecosystem and sensitive economy. Um, so the minute you add like a thousand people, you know, to any to each city. Um, it can potentially bankrupt us basically yeah it sucks because you don't have enough natural predators like the spiders can only eat so many people (laughs) (laughs) it's like what are we gonna do like we don't have enough snakes for this (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's it (laughs) exactly (laughs) no that's that's similar to what we're going through though i mean we have this whole you know uh when we're actually i guess we're out well inhumanely housing people that try to cross the border and it's like, yeah, it's costing us a lot of money as a country. But yeah, I think immigration in America is a non-issue. They try to push it to, to distract people from what's really going on. I think it's a conspiracy in itself. Cause if you look at the idea of um, the States, hold on, man, I can't think of the word and whatever the States are, 
some states, whatever. I can't think of it. Where they're like, uh, you can't come in here. Whatever. California said that they'd welcome any immigrants. Immigration was a real problem. You'd have states saying, like, we don't want immigrants. You'd have a lot of states uprising about it. It wouldn't just be people on Fox News complaining about immigrants. It's literally just a, a non-issue. But what do you think, uh, like, Australia... Like, have you visited other places? Like, where else would you want to live, or are you yeah. happy where you're at? So, I've been to I've been to Singapore a few times. I've been to Europe to go, you know, um, see my dad's family back in Poland and and obviously in Germany as well. Um, I've I was dating a Dutch girl, so I was in Holland a fair bit. Nice. Um, uh, that was many 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 moons ago. But it's cool. Um, it's cool. Like Holland's really cool. I've been to the Netherlands. So yeah. Um, it's a it's a, one of my favorite countries to to go to to be honest um like i you know learned to speak dutch um you know german yeah. and i've forgotten my polish but um you know it, it for me it's a it's a second home because that's how often i was there and i mean i'm not dutch whatsoever but you know even though we 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 you know moved on from each other years and years ago um, it's still a second home. It's just still a comfort. Like I can go back, look at a map and go, oh, look, they've updated, you know, this street to have streetlights. Oh, I don't know, just as an example, right? You know, like you still check back on it to see what's going on. And, you know, I'd love to go back. Um, so, you know, Europe, I've been throughout um, Asia. Um, it's actually quite common for everyone to go to Bali. Bali over here is like the most popular, you know, touristy location in, in Indonesia. Um, so how nice been to Bali? Yeah. Like I hear YouTubers talk about it all the time. Bali? Have you been to Bali? It? I I haven't okay. because it's like I don't know. It's what's what's a common what's the most common place Americans would fly to? Like that's not American territory, but like it's the cheapest Cancun. Nastiest. Yeah, Cancun. Okay, okay. Yeah, Cancun, it's Mexico. it's yeah. I think that I think that would be similar to that. Um, it's like che everything's cheap. You can get fast hotel for like twenty bucks. I don't know. You know, it's like the whole kit and caboodle. Um, it's it's that basically. Um, they make it sound like DVDs. it's like they make it sound like it's the best place to travel. Like you'll find yourself, discover yourself, and everyone oh, goes God. there. Uh, you find okay. bloody, you get you know upset stomach for like a week and shit your pants. To be honest, but. <laughs> No, but it makes me always want to go there because I mean I, I've watched a lot of videos about it. Never been like the whole the whole flying issue. Like it's a long ways for us, so it's like the whole the whole struggle to get there. Like if I'm going there, it'd literally be like let's let's hit up Australia, New Zealand, let's just keep island hopping all the way till the end. So make it a big trip. So I don't. Bali know. would definitely be somewhere I'd want to go check out. Like um, it's it's still something I do want to do, but like if I had money, it's not the first on my list. Yeah. So, so what was it like going to the Netherlands? How long did it take you to get there and traveling back and forth? It's, it's actually pretty direct. Um, Perth to, um, to Europe in general is actually quite reasonable considering. So there's always a stopover in Singapore uh, or Kuala Lumpur, and then it's direct to Amsterdam, Singapore airport. Sorry, I always get that simple airport. Um, yeah. But um, it's probably all. It's five and a half hour flight to Singapore, and then it's a eleven hour and fifty five minute flight. It's very exact. Fifty five minute flight to Amsterdam Airport, um, and we use uh, we used to use. I used to use Malaysian Airlines, but since the whole MH17 incident, I haven't been 
back. Well, they haven't had but... an incident since those two. I mean, come on, everyone has a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a third, but anyway. Um, I recall a third that they may have happened, but really, um, I, I didn't know. I only no, heard about no, there wasn't. <laughs> okay. There may have been, but um, but look, um, I would probably fly Qantas um, there if I if I was going to do it again, or Singapore Airlines or something. You know, something a little bit more reliable. But um, no, um, Amsterdam itself. Um, I mean, it's nice. Um, I wanted. I haven't done the Anne Frank um, Museum visit, but I, I do want to do that. That's probably something I feel um, everyone should do once in their life, at least. Um, when in Europe, um, but it was nice. We actually spent a lot of time north, um, to be honest, in a town called Honecker, which is um, is Groningen, kind of in English, and that's on the close to the German border. Um, nice small town, you know. There's lots to do, lots of things to see, and everything. Um, but the what Amsterdam, the way Amsterdam look. I mean, Amsterdam is pretty cool. Like in general, it's pretty mellow. Like I thought, a bunch of guys were going to come beat me up, up beat, beat me up one night. A bunch of drunk guys, but they're like, oh hey, and they're like tapping me on the shoulder and like, hey, how you going? And they're like, oh, that was a friendly encounter. I was expecting to get stabbed or something and robbed, but it's Holland, so. Um, but it's a nice place. Nice place, but um, what do you think about the the drug use there? Did you partake, or what are your thoughts on that? You've got to be a citizen, as far as I'm. Uh, I was told. Yeah. So my girlfriend at the time could do it, but I couldn't because I wasn't. A, I didn't have any uh, Dutch ID. I didn't know you had to be a citizen. Neither did I. No, that's so that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't do it when I was there, but I was only there for like a day and a half. But uh, that's interesting. Yeah, and, uh, so that w it must have been the place we went to, maybe. But they were like, "Do you have any ID?" Yeah, mm. you're. That's not Dutch ID. <laughs> oh, okay. Damn. <laughs> oh, I, I never heard that before. That's interesting. I just still think it's it's. I don't know. It's interesting. So it's not like, what I had learned from high school. Yeah, <laughs> well, I was gonna oh. say like, if you could live somewhere else, where would you live? Would it be Would it be Holland or would it be somewhere else? Um, to be honest. Because I mean, I would still live here if I had the had the option. But yeah. I would. I always wanted to live in Amsterdam. Um, you know, growing up and stuff. But with the whole sinking issue and the below sea level <laughs> risk. Um, no, no look, as a... we had an issue with that in our country. Like being below sea level is not a good time. <laughs> no, it's not. I remember this. I remember this quite heavily, and 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 how Bush. Uh, handle that but anyway <laughs> no look um but to be very honest with you um as the kid you know like i i aspire to live in the us because um what the rest of the world sees is how amazing america is and that's just from every single tv show you know like i watch professional wrestling as a kid i still you know follow it now um i actually did it and it's america is one of the um one of the places but to be honest to answer your question probably tokyo I've always wanted to go to Tokyo. I just think it seems like a really cool time. Yeah, exactly. For weird people, For which weird I people. am a weird person. <laughs> I like anime and you know, like tech. You know, that's me. So, <laughs> I think uh, Tokyo could be like life changing. I've never been, but I read uh, Anthony Bourdain's like uh, Kitchen Confidential, the book that made him famous. And like, if you read that and then you look at the the whole Parts Unknown, the TV series, like you almost yeah. say like that book inspired it. And it all started with a trip to Tokyo for him. Yeah. So I would definitely would like to go just experience it. Yeah, I think that'd be a really yeah. surreal time. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Lex is here. It's good to have two Australians hey, on the show. 
<laughs> good times. So many Australians. We yeah. actually do have a lot of like Australian or like our most dedicated people are Australia and New Zealand. Because you can see like in your analytics where like the countries people are watching from and like Australia and New Zealand really show up. Like their watch time and everything. So we really appreciate anyone who's who's from there. Yeah, that's just me and Lex refreshing a bunch of times. I mean, that's fine. You guys, you guys are killing it. <laughs> Lex, uh, wow, like. <laughs> like some odd Eastern, like European countries. We're like, wow, I never would have expected anyone's watching from there. But we appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. We did. yeah, you guys are awesome. Uh, yeah. Spooky said, "Isn't Japan a tiny slight for Aussies?" Flight. It is. It's like no flight. Less Sorry. than. It's like less than eleven hours or something like that. I could be mistaken, but. Um. Yeah, it's not long. Do you ever feel trapped in Australia? Like you're surrounded by water, you're on your own. Like you're kind of like if I imagine like the the world could end and like Australia and maybe New Zealand could be off just like any other days. Just it's Good not. Night, like, they don't even they don't even know what's happened until they hit the internet. So. Yeah, I do because like like say I want I don't know like I meet meet a bunch of people from the states for example right? and I see you know, like. Like, say you're in, I, I love what you guys do in terms of, you know, like, yeah, you want to go do something, you go travel to do it. Yeah. You go travel to meet someone, right? A lot of, uh, you know, a lot of Americans go, oh, look, you know, yeah, look, I'm dating someone in this state, but, you know, it's just yeah. not mine. I'm like, dude, I would be driving over there. I'd be walking over there. You guys, like, are like, what, like, what, 100 miles apart, just go walk over there. Seriously, like, for me, I have to, I have to spend like 30 hours in a plane one way just to go see someone. So, you know, I, when it comes to travel, I do feel so isolated because, like, I want to go visit New Caledonia, which is an island. Uh, so, you got New Zealand in the south, and then you yeah. got New Caledonia in the north, and they're French at the end of the, you know, they're French, they're completely different. And I want to go there, but it's going to cost like 1600 bucks just to fly there, and we're right next door to them. So, yeah, it, it does make you feel isolated sometimes and you know like even movies if, i know it's digital but like back in the day you know um when i guess they would have to send the files or whatever they used to do you know like you guys would see movies obviously when you saw them we'd have to wait you know quite a while just to receive the same thing so it's getting better but in the 90s that's why america was so glorified because it's like oh i wish i could just like be in america or even canada and you know worst case scenario mexico because at least i'd get something you know, I'd be close to the you know to the world. Man, this movie sounds really cool. It's got good reviews. I guess I can't see it though. It <laughs> yeah. sounds like a really bad time, man. Yeah, it's getting better, but you know, with the it's, internet, but it's still an issue though. Like, are you guys still delayed? Um, well, there's only a certain amount of comlinks that come into Australia, and every so often, fishermen pull up the lines or. Something happens and it slows us down to you guys. So Fisherman it's still pretty shit. Like, oh, Jurassic World <laughs> 2 is in here. You guys want to see Jurassic World 2? <laughs> yeah. What about just the internet overall, like Amazon and stuff like that? Do you guys like Amazon is just yeah. Amazon and Amazon's always been here. But I guess you like the Amazon's always shipped to Australia, but we've just gotten the Australian version open. eBay's been here for years. Um, but yeah, Amazon's been a recent thing. Um, even stuff like Microsoft, I mean, I know everything's Microsoft driven, but like they've only just started opening stores here. They've opened the first one in Sydney, um, just as an example. Right. Um, yeah. so everything's just so it takes a while, but it's a small market at the end of the day we're, we're, we're 24 million people. So, and we're spread out. We're not all in one city. So, you know, it's, 
it's difficult to crack this market. You know, even as a small business entrepreneur, um, it's tough. You know, there's a lot of opportunities, but it's tough to sustain it. Um, and you end up selling to a bigger uh, franchise or, you know, because that's the only way you can really, you know, get anywhere at the moment. So, so um, like, what is, have there been any, like, Australian companies that have come in to fill the void? Like, like what's some Australian companies that we might not have heard of? Or what's some American companies that aren't active that you wish, you know, you could experience that you've heard about? We've just gotten our cost, first Costco's. Yeah. Now, oh, man, I was like... Cool. Yeah, and I was like, oh, wow, like, we, you know, because we have to, they all open up in the Eastern States and we have to wait 10 years for it to finally reach here. So, like, I would actually fly over East just to go check out, like, um, you know, like Taco Bell. Taco Bell's just come. So, yeah. oh, man, you know, ready. how yeah. many bathrooms does your house have? <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> Not enough for Taco Bell. <laughs> I think that plumbing would go out first. Dig a hole in the back. Invest in <laughs> yeah. plumbing. Yeah, <laughs> no, but um, I guess in terms of Australia, like I couldn't tell you, I don't believe we export too much because, um, you know, you guys don't like our products, Vegemite and Marlowe, but, you know, um, kind of <laughs> leaves us a little bit limited. But um, I know that our hardware chain uh, called Bunnings um, branched over into the UK recently because it's a massive, massive, uh, you know, it's our main hardware store, I guess. Um, I think Home Depot was was the um, one that we, I think you guys got Home Depot, right? We have Home Depot yeah. and Lowe's. That's our main. Uh, and yeah, Menards, Home, Menards. Menards. Yeah, Home Depot was the first. I mean, the originator of the warehouse of design. Yeah, in yeah. Atlanta. So. so Home Depot tried to open up here under a under a new branch with the with an Australian grocer called um, they called it Masters. That lasted all but two years. They've, yeah. They're still trying to sell the buildings off now, but that was um, their Home Depot's trying to get into Australia. It failed because wow. it's just the, the market's not big enough, and not yet anyway. Um, it, you know, we don't have the people to sustain it. And so Bunnings is massive here. It's like Home Depot for you guys. It's the first hardware, one of the first anyway, the first warehouse thing. So Home Depot and Bunnings are pretty much identical um, in terms of all that. Bunnings tried to open in the UK. So that was our export, and it just failed. They, I think they sold it for like a pound. They sold the whole thing for a pound and just wore the debt. Um, yeah, I mean, probably the the biggest thing I would suggest that we export is Ugg boots. They're, I don't know if you've seen them. <laughs> oh, we've seen like, them. Yeah, yeah. Plenty on college campuses galore, man. Our That's... prime quarterback, our best quarterback in the football league that we have, the American Football League, wears Uggs. Does he? <laughs> I mostly um, seen it on uh, on girls in college. <laughs> yeah, I, I I used to wear a pair. I'd actually, they're really really warm, but it's a bit weird for for men to wear them now. It's be kind of more of a become more of a you know women wear those, so like men can't wear them anymore. But yeah. they are very warm. They're nice. <laughs> um, Spooky whispering was just saying, um, yeah, Aussies export iron ore. So from a resource point of view, um, like my state in particular, so a lot of my customers in my industry work are iron ore mining customers. So um iron ore obviously gets turned into metal so car makers like hyundai prefer our iron ore so they will take you know diet take our iron ore and the chinese um housing boom uh is really what you know brought all the um brought a lot of money in over the last few years um because they needed the metal to build their apartments and housing and and whatnot um that's died down a bit but um 
we've got uranium, we've got lithium, which we've just started doing now, iron ore, we've got diamonds um, and all sorts going on. So it's pretty it's pretty crazy over here. Like we've got a lot of resources to export, but I guess in terms of like you wouldn't see, you wouldn't know where it came from unless you were working in, in mining or, you know, manufacturing or something, you know, it's boring right. stuff. Yeah. So what's your <laughs> real job like? Um, well, I work in IT. Um, it's oh, it's good. My <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so hence why you know computers and stuff. But um, so look, it's no, it's good. Um, Australian IT, the Australian IT industry is growing. It's big and it's going to continue growing. Um, you know, I've got certifications coming out of my ears from Microsoft and Cisco and you know all of that, and it takes a lot of my time up. Um, but yeah, um, it's not a very it's, look, it's, a, it's all right. It's cruisy. It, you know, it is pretty stress. It is very stressful, especially when you're dealing with deadlines and, you know, the constant environmental factors, I suppose, with power going out and hard drives dying and all sorts and, you know, just the dust. You know, a lot of our companies, you know, the red dust that you see, that red sand gets inside all your components and that kills, that shortens the life of any components. You know, that stuff is thick. Um, so it's just the constant, you know, stresses of that i suppose but it's good i mean i like it i enjoy it a lot and um but it it takes a lot of your time up and if you don't have anything else to break it up with um it's easy to burn out i think that's with any job to be honest but you know it's good to good to have a, a, a uh, you know a different hobby that's not kind of computer related but yeah so would you like youtube to one day be a full-time job or just a hobby like where do you see it I I would love to see it as a full-time job one day making, you know, the content I want to make. Um, you have the voice for it, man. You <laughs> it. No, for oh, real. Like, you're, no, just listen to, like, I, I listen to other Australian channels and just hearing yours, man. It's, like, the perfect mix of, like, you're still Australian, but it's not too Australian. I, don't know. It's not like, I, uh, can... I get called a POM. I don't know if you guys know what a POM is, but um, no. Lex calls me a POM just to just – to, because I call her Australian sometimes. Well, I don't call her Australian. <laughs> She'll kill me. I call her Australia. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, no, um, I I don't know. I I'm not. This is a quite a city accent. Um, yeah. The thing with Australian is is the main. We don't really have distinct accents like the states or like the UK, but the cities have more of a accent similar to mine. Um, and then the country blokes will be like, oh, get out of here, gown. Yeah, uh, been on the blower for a bit, you know. Uh, yeah, he's been out there for a bit. No, how long's it got to go? Oh, not long. How far? Oh, not that far. You know, you'll be right. There's some more Scottish. Yeah, I've always thought that Australian accents, like, uh, they were kind of like the country accents for America. Like, <laughs> if, you, thought, if you go to the redneck states, like, all right. It's like, all right. Yeah. And then you go to Australia, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of similar. Yeah, so yeah. how how would you describe our accents, uh, Ethan and I? Like, what does it sound like to you? Is it obnoxious? Is it? Uh, no. Yeah. How do we second? No, it's not. Um, it, to me, it sounds it sounds like if you are going to put on the standard American accent, that's what you two guys have. To me, you know, it's not. It doesn't sound southern. It doesn't sound. Uh, Minnesota has this accent I'd love, but I can't reproduce it myself. I don't know. You're, you're not talking about the. You're not talking about the northern E, are you? You're not talking it about like more Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. 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 Oh, I didn't realize it was 
Canadian. Um, well, they, it's not. <laughs> it's, kind of, I mean, it's, kind so, of, it's so close that it's similar. Not similar. So I remember a Kirsten Dunst movie, and I was like, "Oh, I like this accent. What is it?" But yeah. <laughs> um, so, Australian girls would they like our accent, or would they find it obnoxious? No, you guys would stand. Any American stands out like you would not believe. You hear an American person, they're like crowded around. Everyone's like. Oh, well, that's how it is in America for Australians. Yeah, they love it. There's not many of you guys here, you know. So, like, you, you get used to. We actually have a few Canadians, and you're like, Are "You American now nah, from Vancouver?" I oh, piss off. But um, yeah. <laughs> I was just in Seattle at that point. <laughs> yeah. You know, or from Toronto. It's like, yeah. yeah, go away, you're in. Um, because they lose their accents so quickly, like, um. Canadians come here and then they start sounding weird. They sound like it's an, it's me trying to do an American accent. You know, they just, it doesn't sound right. Like, I don't know what it is, but no, like I used to work with a, with a guy from Denver. Um, he, you know, he's, he's been here for like 40 years or something like that. Um, and the reason he came is because he met an Australian girl in America and he's like, you know what? I don't like the States. I'm coming <laughs> with you. Um, and he stood out because an African-American dude, you know, in Australia, people are like, you don't know Aborigine. So what are you? And this is, you know, we're talking 40 years ago. So like, oh, I'm an African-American. It's like, oh, wow. You know, and that was fascinating to everyone. Um, now it's becoming more and more common, but there's not many Americans. So people are still fascinated by seeing an American in person. You know, they're like, oh my God, no, you must come, come out and I'll show you the world and I'll show you Australia. Let's go surfing. What about your, your parents' accents? Are they more Australian or are they more from where they fr they're from? My mum is very Aussie, like no one can pick her. Um, yeah. They just think she's Italian descent or whatever. Yeah. Um, but my my dad has the thickest accent, like just standard Polish accent. Like he's been here for, oh, so yeah, like I said, since the 80s. And his accent is like so thick. I mean, I understand him just fine. I forget he has an accent. But um, like if someone will be like, oh, your dad sounds very scary. I'm like, excuse me? What do you mean? <laughs> It's like, oh, he's speaking to me in this Russian accent. I'm like, it's not fucking Russian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, but um, yeah, like it's, I think that's the thing though here as well. Like it's, it's socially acceptable, like, because you just have so many different people with their different accents, you know, like every Asian restaurant or every, every so often, like every business you work in, there's always different ethnicities. Like there's not just um, Australians anymore. It's, it's so you know crazy like you know um you, you know you're, you're indians you're asians um not so many japanese is more from china and hong kong that was hong kong originally now mainland china um but they're business owners or they're just you know account you know all accountants and you know uni you know uni sort of graduate roles essentially <clears throat> um and a lot of south africans as well uh, a lot of english and a lot of scottish and irish but a lot of south africans as well so everyone's used to just everyone having you know, they, they, they kind of expect you to be foreign first. Yeah, like, like <laughs> yeah they're like, there's like a white Australian, you know, so to speak, like an actual convict, you know, blooded or even a, you know, a settler blooded Australian is, is getting, actually getting quite rare. Yeah. Spooky, even I really don't, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say spooky whispering said, so why are Aussie girls so beautiful? So stupid, beautiful. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's the sun. Maybe it's just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the glowing sort of, I don't know. Um, 
<laughs> that's all <solid> people <laughs> in fact like uh one of the channels i follow is uh sailing la vagabond however you say it and mm. uh, that dude's australian and he yeah. picked up a girl in, in greece or italy or something they got married now i'm about to have a kid but like australia have you heard of kentucky tours have you been on a kentucky tour yeah i haven't yeah. but we we have them yeah yeah, it's, it's like, like uh, if you guys want an Australian girl, go on a Kentucky tour. Because one of the number, like, the two number one things you'll see about a Kentucky review is A, you're going to get the Kentucky cough, or B, you're going to hook up with an Australian girl. So, <laughs> I think, yeah, so I think it's, I think it would be worth it for any single guy. So, um, I think the thing I, I forget about, I guess, um, Aussie girls is because I take, you know, I'm used to it, is, um, I forget how, as a, as a whole, how, I guess, strong-minded Aussie girls are. You know, like, the sense of humor and just like, ah, oh, there's a spider, you know, or let me just kill that for you. You know, like, don't you touch, <laughs> don't you touch my cooking, you know. Uh, you know, it's just, you just get used to being, you know, you get, you know, harsher, I guess, and not harsher in a bad way, but, you know, I guess they're just tough girls. And then, um, you know, really, uh, how do I say, like, you're just down to earth, but you know they're not afraid to get their hands dirty, not afraid to get involved. You know, yeah, we've got divas, but you know, it's not like you know you see like a girl wearing her UGG boots and you know her hand, you know she's just finished you know changing the the battery out of her car and changing the alternator and then and then she'll wear her Prada bag you know just because she can you know like it's a uh, you know it's unique. Yeah, you definitely don't see much of that around here. Like we have country girls like. The way Ethan and I speak isn't really, uh, it doesn't really speak to how the majority of people around us speak. Like we're, we're from a city where there's a lot of rednecks, uh, man, <laughs> come on, let's go fix that dang old truck, man. You know, have you ever seen King of the Hill by chance? I don't know if that's aired or not. Damn it, Bobby. Damn it, Toyota, man. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like most of the women around here, they'll claim to be country girls, but a lot of them don't know how to, you know, do anything. You know, as far as changing alternators, changing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's pretty crazy. And I'd say that not trying to spark fires, but like there's not a lot of strong willed women where I, where I, that I'm aware of. Most of the women here are just kind of trying to get married and have kids by a certain age. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, that was the, that's the old generation at the end of the day. I mean, that's traditional, you know, the old values, I suppose. I won't say old as in it's outdated. I'm just saying, like that's what we grew up around, you know. Um, now everyone just wants to have a career here, I suppose, you know, um, and just hold their own. Like that's that's the sort of you know, like if I had a daughter, that's what I would want for her. I wouldn't want her to stay around and wait for a husband, you know, to find a good husband. I'd be like, all right, so you're not getting married till as long as I'm alive. You're not gonna have a boyfriend <laughs> until you're at least thirty. Um, <laughs> You got to focus on your studies. You're going to be a lawyer because you need to be a lawyer or a doctor. No, you don't need to be. You can be whatever you want, but your education is important first. Um, you just, I just really want to go to Australia now. It's, it's, it's moved higher on my list. Yeah, now you definitely are selling it pretty good, man. Like I want to live <laughs> there now. I just thought about visiting before, but now I, I just I kind of want to stay there. <laughs> Forget about the spiders and snakes. Just get yourself an Aussie girl, and you're right. That's fine. Yeah, she can take, take care, care of it. it. Exactly. She'll like, oh my god, snakes! Just hey, yo, go take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> like I had to kill a snake in the last couple of years, and it was an achievement. I was like, man, I'm manly as fuck. But like, <laughs> it was like a very unusual occurrence. So, 
The problem we have is we can't kill them. That's the other issue we have. <laughs> They're yeah. too powerful. <laughs> no, no, no. We get fined. We're not oh, allowed to kill them. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Supposedly yeah, so. they're illegal to kill where we live, but no one actually pays attention. Oh, <laughs> so. I keep the archives. Yeah, no. Um, if they see you doing it, first of all, like it's it's impossible to kill them because they're tough. Like You can't use a shovel because it just slips off them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've we try and just like say, look, stay inside, call, you know, RSPCA or whatever, and let them deal with it, um, because it's just too hard. You know, you'll get, you know, it, it's fair enough. I mean, you have to control it, but um, yeah, it's legal. You can get fined. You get jail time. It's crazy, man. Wow. But the only thing we really get in trouble for is killing bald eagles. Yeah, <laughs> that's about the only thing they care about here. That's <laughs> like. I mean, like I said, killing snakes is supposed on paper it's illegal. But I mean, if yeah. you go in your front yard and kill a black snake, no one's going to say anything. Yeah, but yeah, here you'll get someone, some group, some massive group, you know, coming out and saying, "Oh my god, you know, you killed a snake," or you know, start off with a neighbor, or you know, because the minute you chuck a dead snake across the road, or you know, wherever, it it'll get found out, and then they'll do a whole investigation, and it's like forget about the backpack. You know, murders. Don't worry about that right now. Let's put that on hold. Let's get back to this snake. How did this snake <laughs> die? <laughs> Another conspiracy theory. Do you think the government is trying to keep snakes alive to stop immigration? <laughs> we got to keep our reputation of spiders and snakes. You guys are killing the only thing keeping all these people from coming over here. Because otherwise, I, we're great. <laughs> I believe the government is doing something to these snakes to to get, make them even more venomous i think they these snakes got venomous in the first place because of the government they're just genetically engineering them to be more <laughs> or or uh, actually actually more plausible is um um with, with the aboriginal people um it's possible that and this is just conspiracy i actually don't know this for, for fact or not but it's possible that they may have um you know, created the snakes to keep others away because, you know, Aboriginals and snakes don't really have a problem with each other as far as I've always been told, you know, like, oh, they know what to do with snakes. You know, they're, you know, they're pleasant with them. It's, it's, it's believed that they're, um, oh, I don't want to say elders, but like the ancient spirits created all these things to protect them. Um, and so it's to keep their, you know, the, the people out, so to speak. Well, that's a good method to keep me out. <laughs> uh, Rebecca said, who the fuck told you it's illegal to kill snakes? It's definitely not. There are laws that say it's illegal to kill snakes. It's I just think you they're can kill not. any snake. It's fine. That's the thing. Like, you can, but like there are, uh, officially, there are laws that you're not supposed to kill snakes or certain snakes, but you are, I mean, no one actually pays attention to it. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's snakes, and around here, like, snakes are the worst thing you can find in your yard. <laughs> so... It's yeah. a, it's one of those laws like you can't have missionary sex in certain states. It's like <laughs> it's a law, but no one cares. <laughs> so you say you can't have it? Yeah, there's certain law. I can't remember what state. It's certain states in the United States where you're not supposed to have anything but missionary. I'm sorry, but uh, oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, uh, yeah, don't don't sodomize people. Yeah, Jersey said in Virginia it is illegal. So, all right, I'm going to read the last thing. So that we can at least say we got through all the unsolved mysteries. And I, I mean, think we got one more, don't we? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to read the last one. It's actually oh, interesting. Oh, I cut yeah. out when you said that. Sorry. My it's, like, <laughs> no, it's like, speaking of sodomy, uh, <laughs> the, the, 
The family murders. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the family was a, the name given to a close-knit group of men who were believed to be involved in the kidnapping, sexual abuse, and at times torture of young men and teenage boys in and around South Australia from the 1970s to the mid-1980s. The existence of the group came about during the, there was a murder of five different teenage boys between 1979 and 1983. And these were high profile murders. And at the time, the suspects began to be like come around that the suspects were a part of the high society of people. So, doctors, lawyers, and a group of people, they thought it belonged to at least 12 people that were involved in the kidnappings and murders. The suspects and their associates were linked to many different crimes and they shared the habits of actively seeking young males to have sex with and then murder them after, usually drugging them and then raping their victims. All right, so of the, the five murders that were known, uh, four of them remain unsolved. Only one suspect that was charged and actually convicted and it happened in 1984 to the, hold on, when he was only convicted for 24 months, con, no, 24 years, and it was ex extended to 36-year term for the murder of a 15-year-old, he, uh, Richard Kelvin. So, of the, so there was at least five cases. I think there were a lot more. Only one was convicted. And the, the cases were reopened in March of 2008 with a million dollar reward to anyone who could like bring forward any other evidence because with new DNA testing and everything, they thought one of these like mini suspects could be like convicted. And there was ultimately like three suspects. One was like a doctor, another was a lawyer, and then other, I don't remember what the third was. I read it when I was researching all of this. And... None of these like suspects could be proven. Like they uh, offered immunity to any accomplices or anyone who could bring more information because they think it was a big string of individuals, which is interesting for like the whole. It's a big conspiracy about like Hollywood pedophilia, and even England has their whole pedophilia ring. There's a bunch of rich people. They're like, yeah, we're gonna fuck young boys. So with the DNA Act, um, none of this this happened. The cold case went for review. All the evidence was reviewed again, and no charges were laid against these, these suspects. So, what do you guys think happened? I mean, it's lots of uh, pedophilia. So, I guess the city of Adelaide um, is probably considered the crime capital of Australia. Like, the most brutal, I guess, crimes is, you know, has originated from Adelaide for, like, forever. Um, so, I guess... It's, it doesn't surprise me that, um, the, you know, with, I guess with anywhere, a high society of people who come together, you know, the country club folk or whatever, you know, are doing it as a, as a bit of a game or a sport, you know, some sort of sick game or something like that, based on stuff I've seen in movies. So to me, it's just a simple, you know, police commissioner was involved, a higher up within the thing, and it was simply just covered up. But there's probably things there that they know of. Um, but to me, it's a conspiracy because, you know, if they, they could have solved this by now, put it that way. Yeah. They, they could have done this by now, it, especially in this time, day and age. Yeah. It's like the, the golden state killer in America was just solved recently because of DNA. And some people have said that the Zodiac was going to be 
resolved shortly once they ran through all the data banks. So it kind of seems like if you had some like a DNA database and samples that something would show up and something would come of it. But I don't know, the whole idea that people can just look the other way and not mention it and forget about it. I mean, it happens a lot where we live too. So it doesn't surprise me to be honest. Like, I mean, the, the whole, whole Me Too movement, you know, Hollywood being as corrupt as it is. And then, you know, the Catholic Church has run into a lot of issues recently. Mm. Just, and it's messed up. To, to add to that, so Adelaide's known as the city of churches. It was actually predominantly a Catholic, well, still is, Catholic city. And, you know, as we, as we know, obviously, you guys have heard about the, um, we've got a thing here called safeguarding as part of the Catholic Church. I'm not sure if that's a global thing as well but you know obviously in recent light of all the you know the priests and you know bishops and uh all that being you know charged for sexual allegations uh you know suspect all these crimes um it's to me it's always been there's always been a catholic club here in australia if you look at most of our prime ministers have always been catholic there's only been few that have been protestant or baptist or whatever but they've always been catholic they all know each other they've all you know being the, the Catholic society is the highest society here in Australia. Police, anyone who wants to be anything, any rich person, Alan Bond was one of our was the richest person in Australia at one point. All Catholic, they're all members of the same society at the end of the day. Um, things go on that can easily be hidden and paid off. So to me, it's just another one of those, um, you know, part of that society that you know we can't touch because you know they're corrupt as fuck. Exactly. Yeah. The creepy archive said, I think the only people that get away with pedophilia are rich or have power. Anyone else gets caught fairly fast. That's pretty yeah. true. You know, the people that have money and the people that have power do get away with more. And uh, I actually saw, I think it was California that recently re uh, revised their criminal, you know, uh, specifications where now it, if you're like, basically instead of being able to pay your way out by, you know, paying bail and getting out of jail, like, people have to actually discuss whether you should be allowed to get off or not. So it doesn't stop people from getting away with pedophilia, but it stops people from being able to buy their way out of situations like that to an extent in theory. <laughs> yeah. No, so, I follow you. It sucks though. Cause I mean, again, like the Hollywood movement in America, it's like, you know, Harvey Weinstein is like big director, you know, or big, you know, producer, whatever producer, you want to call yeah. him. Like he was, he's been getting away with it for years and years and years because it, no one was, you know, ballsy enough to take him down. Because if they did, it would have been the end of, the, of their career, or he had the money to, you know, pay people off. Whereas, you know, if John John Schmo, you know, down the road molest a kid, it's going to get out. <laughs> like, like they said, it. They people have we have the resources to find it. It's just whether people are high profile enough to evade it or not. Yeah, absolutely. So is Catholicism big there? Like, when is, yeah, yeah, extremely. Um, I would say that it makes up a good out of the religious population at, at one stage anyway. Um, it was, I, I want to say it was the largest, but I won't say it's the largest. I would say it was probably probably the second largest denomination of Christ, of religion out of, if you were to treat it as each denomination of Christianity was considered its own for the sake of a census or the sake of a, uh, a graph. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Catholicism was probably the 
the either the largest or the second largest at least behind protestantism i can't remember which way it usually works because of the english um uh, sorry anglicanism sorry not pro pro protestantism protestant you know you know get what you get what i'm saying yeah yeah but I mean, um, Angl when you think about like anglican stuff in, in a way it's yeah, pretty much anglicans from at least yeah. where we look at it i went to um, not catholic but i went to a catholic school mm, was a yeah so um so I guess with England, you know, bringing Anglicanism here, I mean, it, they still regard it as a Catholic faith without the Pope in a nutshell. They're yeah. not Protestants, but, you know, they, they're still very distinct. So they're quite two two very distinct things. So Catholicism is very prominent because it is the biggest, it is the highest society. If you, even if you don't practice religion, you still baptize your kids, you still christen them, communion, and you put them into private school high school and it gives them even our universities are all most some some of them anyway murdoch university and whatnot over in this side of notre dame <clears throat> and all that over east are all catholic um you know under the catholic organ um church so to speak um so it's like you know that's it is very prominent and whether i think as religion as more and more people tend to uh, every you know become atheist or you know as as religion sort of becoming less and less prominent i think that here in australia catholicism and that society will still remain because it's still a it's still required they're not necessarily a religion practice religious practice but it's a societal you know societal tradition or societal thing yeah um um but yeah a lot of the a lot of the catholics uh, mainly the reason why it's still prominent anyway is because um, all the immigrants have been Catholic, you know, Polish, Italians, Filipino, um, you know, the Spanish, um, you know, it's still a very prominent religion, even though, you know, Republic of Ireland, um, some English people, you know, some Scottish people, it's, it's still, you know, the more immigrants that come, the more are going to be, um, Catholic. The reason I say it's going down is because Islam is the one that's growing now. Oh yeah, I went to a so after Catholic school, I went to a Protestant school. Yeah. And our like uh, senior year address from our from the pastor was that man, Islam's gonna outgrow Christianity because they they birthed so many people. It's growing so fast. So did you when you were in a uh, school? Did you go to public school? Or did you go to like Catholic school or how was it? I went to both. So I yeah. went to I went to private school. I started off in a public school, but then when we moved south um, of, of of the city. Um, I went to, I went to private school. Um, it was okay, but to be honest, um, the fees were extravagant. Public school's free. So, well, yeah, you don't have to pay the fees. So, you know, so honestly, I went to public school, you know, um, I still learned scripture. We still, it was still Catholic. Um, the government still mandated Catholic teachings in the, in the public schools hmm. and we still you know for christmas and easter and all that we still you know walked over to the church nearby the That's Catholic church. Yeah. yeah but now it's all abolished they don't they don't bring any religion into the public schools anymore yeah how old are you that like when did it get abolished do you know um all i know is well I don't, I don't know when without looking it up but what i know is so my partner has two kids and who are quite young both in primary school and there's no religion and the yeah. oldest one's 10. Uh, so at least I'd say at least as long as he's, you know, been going to school, you know, religion is certainly not taught in school. 
Yeah, I mean, we're supposed to have, like, separation of church and state, but people still get super excited whenever, like, prayer is mentioned or whatever. At least <laughs> our area, like, they have a heart on when, like, the coach or something said a prayer or something. Like, literally, it makes the papers, and everyone acts like it's the coolest thing ever. I'm like, you guys would be flipping your shit if it was, like, a Muslim coach. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, just, get the rug out. Just, like, pray. Yeah. It's fine. It's, it's whatever. It's just, like, the yeah. whole, like, I mean, I guess the double standard of things. That's what always really bothered me. It's like, yeah. and I like Ethan was saying, like people around here, it's like they want prayer to be in school. But the thing is, they want it to be Christian prayer. So if it was anything besides that, like <laughs> Islam or Mis- uh, Muslim, they would freak. They would flip their shit. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, we had a point where yeah, like, I gotcha. I guess they still are freaking out. Like in the Pledge of Allegiance, it says, you know, one nation under God. That became a big issue when we were in high school. I remember. Yeah, which in itself is a conspiracy. Like going back to everything, like the whole idea that like under God it wasn't event, it wasn't actually in the Pledge of Allegiance. And in America, the Pledge of Allegiance, the whole idea was actually started to sell more flags to schools. Like the the guy who came up with the pledge was literally selling all the flags that went into like the school system. They came up with it, and then it was added to the the like Truman. I think was the one who added under God to the Pledge of Allegiance. And the whole conspiracy is that that was added there, like once we discovered like aliens and stuff existed. So that was there to like reinforce reinforce like peace of mind of humanity and a higher power, and to not worry about the green little men that are going to conquer us or or under nation yeah. under God, no aliens. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. It all comes back to aliens. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna yes. bring it full circle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's good though. But yeah, we've been going on for almost three hours. Yeah, I'm sorry keeping you guys so long. All right, hold on. Let's see any last questions. Oh man. All right, hold on. I gotta ask this because I didn't out. We we referenced it, but we didn't really ask. But so, have you heard of Outback Steakhouse? And what do you think of Outback? Ethan's been wanting to ask this question for so. I have. (laughs) (laughs) I so actually, when I started off with the uh, horror community, I've never heard it before. But his name's um, Watching from the Shadows Narrations. Um, good friend of mine, so he, myself, Lex, uh, we're all good friends with each other and, um, you're probably some of my best friends here. And anyway, so the first thing he asked is, all right, you got to answer me something. Like, okay. Okay. You got to, you got to tell me something. Okay. What's up? Outback steakhouses. Are they real? Like, sorry, what do you mean? Are they, are they, are they, are they, are they legitimate? Are they genuine? Um, <clears throat> No, I have no idea what you're talking about. So I looked it up and, you know, I saw the chain of these restaurants called the Outback. I'm like, well, there, there's your there's your first question answered. Um, I looked at the menu, though, and I'm like, it's not bad. Like, it's kind of food, you know, you would have here. Um, I guess for us, if I, if I saw a nice kangaroo steak or something kangaroo-based or even emu-based, um, that would make it for me a little bit more, you know, legit but it's not something we have down here or i don't think it's I don't think it's run by an aussie i'm not sure i haven't looked too far into there well it's, I know the, it's like did sorry, sorry. <laughs> i struggle with this no in uh in school like in college they told us uh, we did a case study on um outback and the way it came about was the original people they liked to play golf a whole lot the founders and so originally, like, Outback Steakhouse was only open for dinner. And that's why, because the guys would play golf during the day. And then 
open for dinner. And it was a bunch of guys that just came up with the branding and everything. But even before that, in in high school, I kept thinking, like, is this authentic Australian food? Like, what's it really like down yeah. there? And that's the thing. Like, in America, like, before dinner, we have things called salads. <laughs> where in Australia, they have blooming onions. And yeah, have you had a blooming <laughs> onion? It's fucking delicious. It is very good. Is that is that real? Is that a real Australian dish? Um, it's not. Get but, on it, man. Uh, they're good. I know the blooming onions. Um, it's not something we do. The closest thing we do is onion rings, but I mean that's nothing crazy, you know. I mean, like I don't, I'm sure you guys have onion rings, right? Yeah, Imagine those on steroids. That's a blooming yeah. onion. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a blooming onion. But um, yeah. Um, we used to have um, Lone Star down here, like yeah, a steakhouse. Yeah, yeah, I think they were American, to be honest. Um. They were probably what I thought American food was. So maybe that was actually quite right, to be honest. Like, <laughs> you know, quite accurate. But um, I guess I would relate out back to that in terms of, um, in terms of you know, like the idea behind, the concept behind that, I guess, in this theme of Australian. But it's not far off. Like, I mean, with the exception of Bloomin' Onions, um, the menu in general, I thought was pretty, like, I mean, it's stuff that, you know, we would, I guess eat like steak and it's to me, to me, I think the only really, it doesn't really matter what it is. It's more of you, if you have a, a charcoal barbecue or a barbecue going on, you chuck your meat on it, you know, you chuck your snacks, um, sausages and like your steaks and whatever. To me, that's really what it is. It's that taste. You chuck your beer on it. Like you'll be, dad will be drinking, you know, his emu export or whatever he's drinking. Now it's Heineken because he's posh and you know, <laughs> Um, he'll be he'll be sitting there drinking his, his his stubby in his hand, stubby holder and everything, and he'll be cooking on the barbecue. Mum's making the salads, and he's cooking the the onions and snags and stuff. And then he'll chuck some beer on it on the barbecue and flavor the meat with beer. You know that was all. You know, the the norm and um, um so, yeah. So that's what would make an a, an Aussie a traditional Aussie sort of you know yeah restaurant. Well, but I mean, speaking it's, it's delicious of delicious regardless it is yeah. also, like outback is our like literally our best restaurant our, our small small like well, that's good, <laughs> but uh <laughs> speaking of beer in australia yeah. so is, is yeah. fosters the king of beer in australia or oh some people might say that um i'll, I'll tell you the cheap and nasty ones vb <laughs> which is victoria bitter that's the cheapest crappiest beer you could get emu export it's the next one I think they're the two worst. Um, Foster's is decent. Foster's is very good. Um, Cooper's is another one. Cooper's is meant to be really good as well. Yeah. But I, I prefer James Squire um, in, in, out of the Australian beers. Um, there's Hans and Tui's and all these other brands. But, um, yeah, Foster's is, is meant to be the bee's knees. Yeah, you know, I've never of, never had it, but I just remember the, the commercial, like, Foster's Australian for beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is decent. Like, if you're drinking Fosters here, it's still considered pretty. Like, oh, you're drinking a Fosters, are you? Yeah, I just know it's like a giant cannon. Like, anytime I'm in a casino, I see just like at least one guy. It's a giant can of Fosters, like in front of him. Like that dude, he knows how to party. He's like, he always yeah. looks like he's half halfway there at least. He's got a giant can of beer in front of him. That's not a beer. So, this is a beer. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, like what are you drinking? Yeah, it's a beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
No, that's awesome. But I mean, yeah, for us, it's always, it used to be cans and then they moved to stubbies, you know, the little 375 mil bottle, bottles, the um, the glass bottles, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and you know, you, you had to have the stubby holder, the little foam cup holder around it. You know, you wouldn't, you weren't a bloke if you didn't have your favorite Aussie rules, you know, football team, you know, West Coast <laughs> Eagles or Sydney Swans or whatever, Hawthorne, you know, yeah. around your beer representing, you know. So hold on, you you mentioned like Aussie, Aussie rules, like so. How popular yeah. is that? Because that is a fucking crazy sport. Like they only show it oh, to uh, us like at midnight on ESPN when we like catch a glimpse of it, and we're like, "What the fuck is going on?" When it's yeah. footy season, it is on like religiously. Like yeah. everyone gets involved here. Like my dad's not even from here, and he's involved. <laughs> it's a crazy yeah. sport. It's fun to watch. Like I don't even really it? know their rules, but it's crazy. I missed it. So, what was it? Aussie rules. Yeah. I've never heard of it. I'll have to look it up. Australian football. Yeah. Um, it's not like English football. I mean, it's not like soccer or American. No, no, no. I mean, sorry. It's, like it's similar football. to American football. <laughs> it's similar it's to American crazy. football. It's the same sort of ball. But, um, but yeah, like it's our national sport. Everyone gets taught that in school. Like you have to learn, you know, Aussie rules growing up. But um, whether if you're good at it, then they'll actually like sponsor you <laughs> as, as a kid and actually like, Oh wow, this guy's really good, and they will give you a scholarship and everything in it. Like that's how young they pick you up. Um, like I, I was okay with it. Like I couldn't quite bounce the ball because it's an oval shaped ball, and you had to get it a certain way to like know how to bounce it correctly. Did but, you um, jump over people's heads with it? No, not as a kid. No, okay. not as a. <laughs> I probably if I went more with it, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm bad at sport, but I mean, I didn't know it's like an Australian thing. They're just like hardcore link. Fuck you. Jump yeah, over. Just, just wear shorts, you know, tank top, <laughs> just yeah. knock each other. You know, um, it's, it's becoming a lot more, um, like say, you know, if you bump into someone or oh, you're going to get a fine because, you know, that was intentional or that could have been argued or, you know, it's becoming more and more, um, you know, like baby babysitting or, that's really like that. American football, honestly. Yeah, that's literally yeah. American football. See, like what I liked about it is like literally it seems like there's no no rules except to fucking win almost. Like from compared to American football, like you get flagged for anything or it yeah. seems very system like systematic. So yeah. it's it's becoming like that. I'm not gonna say it's anywhere as, as as controlled as that, but I mean if it's intentional, you're gonna get fined. So they obviously they want to protect the players. But the guy yeah. who got hit in the face, he's not gonna complain. He's not gonna be like, Oh, he hit me in the face. Like he's not, he's just going to get on with it and smack him back again, you know? So it's, yeah, it's, it is a tough sport though. And I got to give out to them. Like, you know, they are really, really intense, you know, like they, they're so committed. They've been doing it since they were like four years old. They've been training all their lives. They train every time they, you know, every day they get, you know, they're just committed. Like even right now I'm looking at a TV advert and it's just, you know, Sunday, the Lions versus the Falcons, you know, it's like, you know, that's how, that's how everywhere it is, you know? That's a lot less interesting in American football. (laughs) We have a Lions and Falcons. (laughs) Those are just small teams. They're not the um. They're not the main ones. But same. Um, I was gonna ask, how does that translate to like? What do you guys like? What is your favorite sports? Like, how does it reflect to like soccer? Like, you guys watch any American football, or is it all like Australian? Or like, how does it compare overall? Like, as a nation. Uh, it's in terms of Australia in sport or as a, in terms of Aussie rules, Australian football? I mean, what you guys watch and like what you guys actually okay. give a fuck about, I guess. Like, you guys <laughs> care. So people who like footy will watch footy. Yeah. Aussie rules. 
Yeah. Uh, people who like rugby will just be loyal to rugby. They won't yeah. really watch uh, football. So that'll be rugby league or union. Um, New Zealand is obviously big with rugby, South Africa, France, England. You know, they're all specific with their rugby. So you'll get your rugby followers. So footy's the main staple. Uh, rugby is, I guess, more of a like a niche still, except for New Zealand because like that's the only sport they're good at. <clears throat> and then, um, <laughs> and then um, like cricket, um, cricket's massive. Everyone loves their cricket. Um, yeah, cricket's a huge thing. Tennis is growing for us. Tennis has always been like Wimbledon and you know this cup, that cup, the Australian Cup. Um, like I personally like tennis like a lot. Um, so that's probably my favorite um, sport that is a real sport other than pro wrestling. What that's about golf? <laughs> golf's, golf's okay. Golf's big, but um, uh, it's boring. I think the only <laughs> golf mean, thing I've watched is Happy Gilmore, to be honest. Yeah, that's, yeah. The best. that's all you Billy need to Madison? know. Billy Madison? Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore? <laughs> like around here, the big things are, you know, you have baseball, which is kind of faded into the, you know, into the background. American football is the biggest. You have basketball. It's really big. Basketball uh, is growing, man. It's, it's, it's growing fast. Yeah. Soccer mm-hmm. or football, whatever. That's becoming a big yeah. thing. People are finally starting to pay attention to that. Uh, tennis is kind of like a niche thing. Like people don't really, the majority of people yeah. don't watch it, but it's yeah. becoming a thing. American football is the big thing in yeah. basketball. Yeah. Yeah, those two. Basketball is big for us. Yeah, um, basketball is getting bigger and bigger. We've got the Perth Glory. Um, sorry, the Perth Glory at soccer. Perth Wildcats. My company sponsors them, so we actually have a box seat, corporate box office, right by the ring, by the um, awesome. by the ring. So like, I, I took my partner to this, and like, we was I was literally sitting at ringside, right next to the the hoop. Right, that's where our box office is, and our box corporate box. And these guys come charging at you. And we're sitting front row and we're like, oh, fuck. There's like 20 guys, you know, like probably like 2,000, 3,000 pounds right now charging our way. Uh, I think I'm going to die. Like uh, the whole time I was just on edge because I was like, I like, I want to drink my beer, but I'm worried that if I start drinking, these guys are going to run into me and I'm going to choke. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like it was insane, man. But your basketball is... Basketball is massive as well. Um, it's growing, I should say. It's getting bigger. Yeah, I mean, I really like the the, the whole footy thing. I really, I've watched rugby. I've never gotten into it, but holy shit, the first I can literally remember the first time I saw like the whole Australian football thing on ESPN. I was like, what the yeah. fuck is this? I was like fourteen, yeah. and ever yeah. since, I, anytime I see it on, I, I watch it. And I've watched a few YouTube videos, like replays of it, but it, it's different. I don't understand how it's more, not more popular because it's a yeah. crazy sport. So they've they've in the last couple of years they've just they've started women's AFL Australian Football League. So the women get to play now as well. So you should play them. I reckon they play tougher than the men. If you want to see, you know, like some tough women, those Australian, those Australian women I'm talking to you about, Australian women's Australian football, man. It's uh, that's a classic example for you, Blake. Like that's the sort of girl you want. <laughs> well, let me ask this: because this is probably different in America. Do they play in just their bra and panties? Because that's how they play in America's women football league. <laughs> No, they play in the same uniform as the men wear. So the shorts and the, the tank top. Yeah. You yeah. know, they're legit. Yeah, because around here, literally, the Women's Football League is just like, I think it's actually called the Lingerie League. 
okay. I mean, that's they... just a Victoria's Secret thing, man. It's a promotional thing. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's the only time I've seen it. <laughs> it was a good time. I don't know who won. <laughs> I won. <laughs> the viewer won. Oh, man. So, hold on. What is one thing you wish people knew about Australia? Do you hear shit online or anything that really pisses you off that you want to correct? Like, that you're tired of people saying about Australia? Um, I I don't really... I, I find it quite funny, to be honest, because, I mean, like, we, we know we've got a pretty good sense of humour, I'd say, and like, we take, we take the piss out of ourselves all the time. So, I mean... It's it is quite nice to you know like just to you know be noticed I guess by the rest of the world you know like oh hey you actually remembered us you know like cool thanks for thanks for noticing you know but um like I don't know I I think at the end of the day um I would want people to know that we probably don't drive kangaroos down here and you know like we do have running water and electricity like it's not not that bad but um no look it's a it's a it's a really modern country at the end of the day you know um. You know, for you guys who live in the, um, you know, live in the city and whatnot, I mean, that's really what Australia's about. You know, um, there's a lot of emphasis on the outback, um, but I mean, that's not really what Australia's all about. You know, there's a lot of beauty and everything like that, um, and a lot of um, Australian, you know, uh, stereotypes in terms of like Crocodile Dundee and Steve Irwin. But um, you know, at the end of the day, Australia's just another country. You know, much like you know Canada and uh, the UK and whatnot, you know, it's, I guess sometimes it's, you know, it's like, oh, you guys are exotic, you know, you've got this and that down there and it sounds like a dangerous place. But I mean, I probably didn't paint a good picture at the beginning saying, you know, there's snakes, you know, and spiders in your house and everything. But I mean, aside from that, you know, I guess you just learn to adapt to your country and, and live with it. But to me, you know, I don't see it as a exotic, exotic place, you know, compared to I guess the states in the UK. So I guess I would want people to know that yeah, it's it's at the end of the day, it's just another first world, western world country. Yeah. That get boring as any other place. It's not shrimps <laughs> on the Barbie, it's prawns it's on the prawns. Barbie. Like that is the and biggest mind have... fuck of the conversation. The yeah. fact that that's like the biggest that's the go to Australian phrase for Americans is shrimp on the Barbie. <laughs> And it's not on the <laughs> yeah. Barbie. It's prawns. I guess pr- prawns makes more sense because when we were in, uh, we went to England last summer, me and Rebecca, and they said like a lot of menus said prawns, and to me that does, I don't relate that to shrimp. That kind of reminds me of like something. Crawfish. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely like more like crawfish for us, and it does not sound appealing like prawns. Ethan missed out on so many good prawns. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so. <laughs> So you, you work and everything. Like, what's your balance between YouTube? Like, you make really... Usually, your videos are pretty fucking long. Like, how, how long does it take you to make those? And where do you find time for YouTube? <laughs> so, um, lately, um, I've been trimming them down a little bit just because trimming them down a bit to about the, you know, 15, 20-minute mark because um, I was going through the analytics, whatever it's called, the, um, the stats. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, and going, okay, well... The problem is, um, while that was good and worked for the niche, I've I've just found more success keeping the video shorter. I guess the view time is greater because there's not as you know, like people get interrupted, you know, forget to look at it. People just don't have time these days. You know, they've got your videos to watch. They've got 
you know, <laughs> they've got Swamp Dwellers videos to watch, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, people don't have much time in the day and especially, you know, when you're starting out. Um, it worked for a niche and I was happy with that. Um, but I also wanted to, you know, re you know reach a broader audience and, uh, and come down. So for me, um, finding the balance in the beginning, I had a lot more time to make videos. Um, but as work's been getting busier and life's been getting busier, um, I've had to shorten that down so I can balance work and life. So, um, yeah, so for me, um, I guess my partner helps me out with that. Um, my friends, uh, my close friends, Lex and um, Watch From the Shadows, Texas. Um, you know, a lot of these guys, uh, and, and obviously Steph, my partner, you know, um, they just help me out, you know, take a break from from work and from, you know, and six topic. I can't forget six topic, my mate. Sorry, he's in the chat somewhere. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, mate. Um, you know, it's just um, it's it's it's, tough. it's it's interesting. Like, I think it just it's just second nature. I, I like I look forward to to the you know the, to the video making, the content making, and you know. So while I'm on my break or something like that, I'll be looking for stories. Or you know, I'm sure you know Steph's sick about it, sick of it by now. But like, I'll be like, hey, look, well, I, I want to do. I found this story, and I was like. Oh, you know, like I found this other story, and I'm like, cool, like, wow, I'm, 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 I ask the author, hey, can I, can I use the story? And I'll be waiting, waiting, like, come on, come on, come on, come on, yes, 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 and then you know, and then, you know, and then you just get excited because then the author's like, oh, can you send me the link? Like, I want you to show me, like, <laughs> she just said never. That's my partner. <laughs> um, you know, like, you know, but I'm, I'm always talking about it. It's always, it's what I breathe. It's what I do. You know, um, so for me, it's just second nature to, you know, just to, to go to revert to the. To videos and stuff so um it's always there and it's just like kind of like seems like work kind of gets in the way but like that's you know, need that to pay the bills you know otherwise yeah i think my life is the content making you know is, is the horror community yeah. is the strange stuff you know how i guess like you it, guys yeah how long does it take you to usually make a video like how much time to do make, you think actually to goes make, into it to make a narration video um, from start to finish because, you know, obviously I, I get these stories, I read these stories in advance. So I'm getting these stories. It takes a little while to get permission back sometimes. I find that if you find something that's just been released or been put out there, it's easier to get permission from that person or to contact that person and get permission than the other good ones. You might have been around for a year or two or something like that, right? Um, so the whole process itself, just getting the content to, to do, um, it might realistically, a video might take a week Yeah. if you had to count all the hours up, um, the recording, the editing, <clears throat> the putting the, the, you know, finding the correct, finding the, the right fitting content. Um, like it, it just, it, it takes a while to produce. And you know, I mean, like I make mistakes all the time or I might read something. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not happy with that. I don't think that really did anything. Uh, it doesn't do anything for me. Let me do it again, you know? <clears throat> so realistically, it probably takes a week of video. Yeah, it's pretty much how, how long it takes for us. Plus, like, usually it's two people messing with it off and on. Yeah. It's a lot. If I, if I did what you guys were doing, I'd need a crew, to be honest. Like, oh, whatever. <laughs> no way. I mean... No, I would. Like, it. honestly, the research you guys put in and, the, you know, the, the, what you do and your originality and stuff, it's like, you know... I, I said this to Steph. I said, I want to do a little bit more Australian stuff like that, but I need a crew to do it. Like, yeah, but your videos are long. See, we're like kind of, we kind of started like where you're at originally. Like, uh, we had our, our first couple of videos were a little bit long, not long, like in the sense of 40 minutes, but they were like past 
like around nine minutes and yeah. we ran into the retention problem where like oh shit people aren't like re we're not retaining people so we really shorten our videos to like four minutes and now we're getting to the point where we see like people like swamp mr davis and everyone who are like crushing with longer videos so we're like okay we gotta somehow get our videos longer and get that retention time up because that seems like where people are really succeeding in our genre and I don't know. It's a really it's tough finding the the balance. Like right now, overall, like our analytics, like retention time are really good. But looking at other channels, they're really like crushing it. Like even looking at Mr. Ramsey, like Mr. Ramsey, like he's the way he's come up really fast. It is really interesting to look at and how it's growing compared to compared to us and reaching out. Like us, we didn't reach out to the community until we were like at a thousand subs. Is when we were gonna realize there was a community. And that's when we start collaborating and stuff. So it's like trying to find collaborations that work in a way to, to mix and match audiences while, while growing it successfully. Because you want to you wanna get subs. Like, ultimately, always compare our channel back to, like, uh, Michael Scott. Because, like, Michael Scott, he only has, like, he's over 6,000 subs now. But he has a very, like, active audience. And I think all, overall that's what you want to get is, like, that that active. Like, if you look at his... His videos, they got they have an insane amount of likes and comments that I think are legitimate. There's a lot of channels where I think like things can be manipulated. Even with us, like a lot of our views come from like Reddit, or if we're like successful in like getting our our video out on another blog or someone else to post it, like get a little bit of viral element, we'll get like these artificial views. But like Michael Scott's videos, he can crush it. And that's why I really look towards I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, um, with yeah, and like <clears throat> Mr. Ramsey is growing like crazy. Like it I is, remember, it's an interesting case done to watch. That's why I try yeah. to like pay attention to other channels to see what's going on overall, yeah. like in the community. So um, because when when Mr. Ramsey and I met, like I think we both started realistically about the same time, but we hadn't yet met each other. Um, we, you know, we were doing our own, we were on our own separate paths and kind of in the horror community, but not, I think he was just coming into the social media side and I had just come into it. So I had gone from like 30 or 40 subs up to like 170 by that point or 190. Like it was ridiculous just because I came into the Twitter community and, you know, the horror side of the, of the community. And, um, and Mr. Ramsey was just, you know, coming into it about that time and, um, you know, he makes great content at the end of the day, you know, he, he engages with his audience, he makes great content. Um, and what he's, what he's really um, all about is he wants to um, please the, con you know, his, the audience. And that's making, he loves making content, in my opinion, he loves doing it. But he's also very good at pleasing, you know, he listens to his audience, and he knows how to connect with people. And that's i think works you know works well in his favor like i'm a little bit more of an introvert i i kind of get a bit like oh i'm not sure if not sure i should put myself out there i might just you know like oh i might just keep this to myself and i might not let anyone know i posted you know anything i might not you know i'm i'm a little bit more shy but i've taken confidence in the fact that you know, the support from the community has really like got made me go oh wow you know like i people want to see my stuff now. Like I was surprised that you shouted me and, you know, shouted me out when you shouted my Mr. Ramsey and I out, you know, a couple of weeks ago. No, uh, three like, weeks ago. no your like, voice, oh. your voice is perfect. Like you're, you're really oh, good. You should you. definitely be confident. 
think I think you guys deserve more subs. Like like he's been crushing content lately. I saw where he posted on Twitter about like having people like paying people to write scripts. So I wondered about that, like how successful he was with that. I try not to be direct because like talking about social media, like it's a blessing and a curse. Like it's really cool that you can get the feedback and the community and everything. But at the same time, you can see other creators that you think are like crushing it compared to what you're doing. And you can kind of like, if you're having writer's block or just struggling to like, or you feel like anxious about a video, you don't know how well it's going to do and you're just finishing it up. It can really like hurt you if you're looking at social media and you see other people's like just crushing it. Yeah. So it's, and and I I felt that obviously, Um, you know, I felt it and, you know, it does get you down, but then I've, I've, I guess I just naturally try and it makes me, it just triggers me to go, you know what, bugger it. What's this amino apps? And that's an amazing platform in itself. Like that is so underrated. I don't know if you guys are using amino, but that thing is amazing. I've picked up a ridiculous amount of new, you know, like good audience members, you know, from there, you know, like long standing, you know, reliable audience members from just amino itself. Like, oh, would have never thought. Yeah, yeah. What's, what's amino? I don't know what that, what the fuck that is. I have to learn what that is. That's another. Point. That's another thing that's also like almost overwhelming. There's so many platforms that like target. So what what are you talking about? What's what's amino? I've heard of amino. I've heard. I actually have never heard of it until now. Amino so. Amino apps is a purely mobile driven um, social media platform. It it's strange the way it works, but once you get your head around it, it's you know it's it's, it's not a plug for amino. I might as well work for them, but. Um, yeah, it's, it's a very good plug because I've never heard of it. <laughs> it's, it's, so it's something I've, I've known about because I was part of the Horror Hive for a while. Um, you know, Creepypasta Red and, yeah. and everyone else. So I was, I was doing some narrations on those for a bit and Amino Apps was one of the platforms that they used. Now, uh, while I was part of it, I never really understood it or used it. Um, but once there's a couple of um i guess like communities or chat rooms or whatever you want to call it uh, i don't know what they call it like channels kind of like reddit with its subreddits you know it's it's similar yeah. to that and you've got to make sure you post the right one but they're pretty they're pretty cool on the on there in general the users and yeah like i'm part of the horror and creepypasta and paranormal and others and i think Ram- mr ramsey's part of a couple of as well and to be honest like you know, these guys are looking for content. They're like, wow, show me what you've got. Like, so I couldn't recommend it highly enough for anyone who's, you know, looking to, you know, to, as an extra, for an extra platform to, to get exposure to. And I've told this to creepy archives and I think I've mentioned a six toppy as well. I said, you know, get onto Amino because Amino apps is, you know, is a very underrated um, platform that really needs, you know, really needs more attention because yeah. it's, it's key to growth as well. A good growth, you know, not just, you know, artificial numbers, but long-standing views. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely what you're chasing. Because, I mean, there's definitely, like, the vanity metrics. But White Owl said that you have the perfect or narration voice. I definitely think it's definitely the perfect Australian. Because uh, before you, like, the Australian uh, that I listened to the most, I guess, was Weird World that we'd worked with. But Yeah, no Weird World, yeah. Yeah, but in a way, like... What kind of what kind of Australian accent does he have? Because I mean, in a way, it's to us like from an, I guess like an American, it sounds a lot more like harsher. I guess would be the way to describe it compared to your accent. Like yours almost sounds like the easiest listening like English like, <laughs> accent there is, but you can tell it's oh, still you. Australian. Like I don't know. If yeah. That's oh, thank you. Um, weird world. I I remember correctly. Um. 
just trying to think of one of his stories that he's done. I think he did one about driving to Amboy or something. Um, I guess he's definitely from Over East, but I don't know if he is a country bloke or if he's just from Queensland or something like that. I mean, I can kind of get an idea of that, but he will definitely, I don't think he's from my state, but then I could be wrong. Um, have you heard but, of the yeah. Have you heard of the channel Chills or Top Fifteen? Yeah, number fifteen. Yeah, yeah, like he almost reminds me of like an Australian version of that. The way he can like pauses and says stuff, like it almost he kind of like prolong, like stretches stuff out, like his speech pattern. I don't know, it's yeah. different. I don't know so, what you're talking about. I really like I like Weird World because he gave us a collaboration when we had like no subscribers. But it, it's when you're thinking of like accents and stuff, it's it's different. So. I would, yeah. It's 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 if people like that um, style, you know, that's you know that's fair enough. Um, I I don't know. I'm pretty uh, judgmental about the Australian accent. I know I shouldn't be, but like I guess because there's few content makers that are Aussies. Like Danger, is it Planet Dolan? Like yeah. he's another Australian, and yeah. he's from Melbourne. I can tell that's yeah. Sydney or Melbourne, but um, I believe he'll be an Italian or Greek background. Like I can tell. The ethnicity was so bad, he's but um, like insane. he's a huge channel. He got channels, channels in general. So yeah, but he's he's a like I met him. I found his you know content years ago, and like yeah, he's a really cool guy. Like I love his content, but he reminded me sim. No, I wouldn't say similar to Chills, but like um, he, obviously his accent's much different to mine. You know, like he's got a very specific way of talking you know it's yeah, to me it's, it's not a common australian but it's like australia mixed with german almost it's it's interesting <laughs> yeah um but no he's he's really cool and um uh, i don't know if you guys i don't know if you guys uh, watch rain any rainbots videos um she came out recently with one called what happened to ash vlogs um but yeah worth a watch that girl in ash vlogs um like yeah, it's, she has a pretty similar accent to I do, uh, to what I do in terms of like if I was a female version. Um, Ash Vlogs is the, um, I guess, like the male version, uh, the female version of, of my accent, I reckon. I haven't actually watched that much of her. Um, hold on. Jersey said, Sir Spooks advertises Amina. How do we not know about it? I just I've buster. never actually heard about it. And I don't know. You, you read it. Um, I know some subreddits you should probably target better than you do. So, like, uh, our analytics shows, like, uh, Reddit posts. And there's definitely some more you could target more specifically that would get you more views. Um, but a lot of our core audience originally probably comes from Reddit. Yeah. I would say the thing, the Reddit's a difficult one as well, though, because, um, like, I've been burnt by Reddit before. Luckily, I've, I got out without any too many bruises and stuff but um you know obviously reddit reddit is can be brutal you know yeah. especially being anonymous you know like yeah. if you do wrong that's where you know, you're gonna find out your real criticism is from reddit correct and so and that's good but people just think they can just post any i know they've got that time limit so you can't you know spam it but um like i i use reddit as well um there's a few subreddits i use to target you know um the different audiences and stuff and like it's good i mean it's it's decent i wouldn't say i mean i've only started doing it recently but i find that with reddit what you take you've got to put in double yeah. so 
and people I've noticed will come along and post their stuff, but they haven't really contributed to that subreddit in any way uh, or Reddit in general sometimes. And so I think it's important to make sure that you flirt with it a bit, you get to know it, you know, find some find some ground there. You, they don't necessarily have to remember your name, but build your karma up and then become a long, well, not so long standing, but like contribute as opposed to like advertise. Use, don't no, use it as a purely as a marketing platform. No, it's definitely like uh, Reddit is interesting. Like I, I, I read it a lot. Um, I mean, before I did YouTube, a lot of the stories, I mean, like, um, like Unsolved Mysteries, I, I originally heard, actually found one while I was researching this. I don't want to talk about it because it's going to be a video that yeah. I hadn't heard before. Because a lot of the stuff we cover is something I found on Reddit a couple of years ago. I'm like, holy shit, that is creepy. I want to make a video on it eventually. Hmm. But um, no, I'm really like ingrained in Reddit like so much so that like I have so many accounts that are dedicated to certain posting in certain reddits and building up that that like connection to where you can eventually like slip something in that goes unnoticed that might like hit like go decent like we recently had one with rebecca a video and it didn't it didn't really help us view wise see this also happens like i try to think of way different ways to market stuff um any video that gets shared on like another blog like we had someone blog our uh what is it a voice inside my head video about a girl that had a tumor talking to her and uh we posted that on reddit and it got fucking two million views but we posted the fucking the blog to it so but it, it helped them so the whole link economy we got like 500 views out of it overall but it's interesting how it works you gotta build up stuff and i have a lot of different reddit strategies so that's why like the whole amino thing makes me interested. I've tried different sites, but Reddit's definitely the easiest one I've been able to embed stuff and understand because you can't advertise. You have to like, you have to spin it in a certain way. And like our most recent success on Reddit was the Pauline Picard video. We got a lot of views off of Reddit from that. And it was like, I found an article that I was reading and I'm like, this is like a perfect Reddit article. So I'm like, okay, I got to take this and, Put our video in it instead and spin it that, that same way and it took off so but we've yeah. still never had the success like uh there, there's a channel casual casually explained stick figure comedy video that um literally built his career off of reddit we've not had that success with it but we've had a decent amount of views so and now that we have um now that we're monetized and we're getting views off of reddit it helps a good amount because uh we're seeing more success, I guess. So I mean, we're getting a little bit better. So. And you guys deserve it. <laughs> That's whatever. There's, well, no, there's certain subreddits. I'll send you some that I really think are, are really better than some. It's definitely, you have to look at the community size, the activity. I mean, there's definitely some that can be a lot more productive than others, and there's a lot more you can get by with than others. And I can see other channels that, that really are spammy, that are successful in shitty ways like they if they were a good channel and like good at marketing you could do it a lot better almost and there's definitely i mean i, I promote sir spooks a lot a lot of stuff i promote like on twitter like i promote a lot of different things it's like testing how people react to certain things and that's what i do on on reddit too with other channels like channels we work with like we're still small like anytime we work with someone like the size like over even like fucking mr davis like they're, mm. they're like over twenty five thousand. 
you gotta like mm. reciprocate it in some way. One of the ways I try to do it is by testing their content on other social media to see what reacts and how it can take off. So I don't know. It's a way to learn. And yeah, Reddit, Reddit is a Reddit can be fun. You just gotta be careful not to be burned. Because people will say the shittiest things to you. Yeah, yeah exactly. But you so you, you take it with a grain of salt and you take it, yeah. you know, I mean the minute you get positive feedback on there, you like you know you're doing something right. Yeah, you know? it means a lot. Like we've gotten burned so many times. Like you were saying earlier that you're kind of introverted. Like I'm the introvert. Like I, it's like I make the content. It's like I don't want I don't want anyone to see it. And then Ethan's like putting it out there, and it's like oh fuck, what yeah. are we gonna say? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, I wish I had like an Ethan in my. <laughs> Everyone needs an Ethan. <laughs> Whatever. The first video I ever narrated was lead ma- was uh the lead mask mystery it was our first video I did by myself, edited and narrated it, and I got it to take off because I found like a real like copy is key. Like also like what I do in real life, like like someone told me before even did this was like copy like how you write and spend stuff is important like and i found something that really stuck with like the lead mask mystery and it took off on reddit but people destroyed my narration they sound like i sounded like i was yawning when i was talking like we got like i don't remember the number of this it was our most dislikes ever at the time when it when i released it but we were getting the views and we weren't monetized and we got like 100 or 200 subs in a day which was crazy for us for a, a video that wasn't a collaboration and yeah. but it was still it was brutal the stuff they said <laughs> it was like getting torn apart yeah so. they told me i sound like burger king foot lettuce and uh, one guy said that I need to speak in a British accent. Uh, that would make my videos better. Yeah, one guy, this might have been YouTube, but one guy said that the only way we're going to succeed is by actually finding proof of you uh, of Bigfoot. <laughs> like I don't know YouTube. I mean, Reddit can be can be brutal. Like one one that stuck with me is like you can tell these guys put a lot of time and effort into their videos. It's a shame they're so fucking awful. <laughs> It's just like holy yeah, shit! <laughs> like looking back on it, it's like it's funny, like looking back at it. But when it hits, it's like, oh man, I put a lot of time into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah but, I completely get you. Yeah, but talking about like how I promote stuff, I also promote like channels that are over a million subs, and I've had people really like leave the same kind of feedback on like giant channels, like two million sub, like top fives. And they've said this like similar things like, oh, this person, they like critique them like they're just starting out. I'm like, this channel is like super successful. Like that's your full time job. Like you can't. Yeah. I mean, you can give feedback, but you can't like, I mean, you're just a guy in your basement probably saying this stuff. You've never filmed anything, written something like this. So, yeah, I don't know. You can't take it too serious. But man, you crush it for real. Like your longer videos like that is we struggle with long videos. I struggle. I mean, I'm the I'm the bottleneck. So, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks, man. But no, I like I'd I'd you know if you guys get to a point where you start you know making even longer videos, I mean, it'd be really cool. Um, it it takes a lot of effort and work, you know, to do what you're doing. So, you know, it's it's a hard commitment, man. Yeah. So, what else besides YouTube do you target? Like, if if YouTube just went under, like, what other platforms are you active on? You're on Twitter. What else do you like focus? Yeah. On? So I um so Twitter, Facebook, Amino, which is in itself awesome, and um that's pretty much the main three I'm on at the moment. I haven't really 
done much with Instagram yet, but I want to. Um, I think there's a potential there to to use. Um, and Reddit. So how they all work together is um, I used to write. I still do, but not as much. But I would write my own stories, my own horror narrations, and I would record them. That's how I started out on YouTube. But the – and, then you know, it just became – you know, like I just liked what people had to say and, you know, got into reading them. So for me, if YouTube went, I'd probably just move into Soundcast, uh, SoundCloud, wherever it's called, you know, podcast. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, what compares to YouTube in terms of the platform? I mean, at the moment, I mean, Daily Motion, you know, whatever the other one's called, Vimeo, if you pay for it. But it's like, you know, Spotify to, to you know maybe is a is an option as well. But you know, like what I mean, it's not really that a lot that compares to YouTube at the moment. Pornhub. Yeah, oh, I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, and I was like, you know what? I won't be in a. I won't bring it up just in case it's not. You know, <laughs> something you guys are okay. But yes, Pornhub. That's. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what that means. I don't know what you're talking about. Pornography? Uh, <laughs> pornography? I, I, I don't know about pornography. Well, why is a browser history cleared? Maybe the computer did an update. Weird. Computers are weird. <laughs> well, they updates all the time, man. Come on. Google. Oh man. Uh, I yeah. think I think Instagram would be a good one for all like the discovery on it, but still, everything's strange i think realistically looking at things as a podcast is the best way to do it because i mean ultimately what people really like about horror, like long horror narrations it's like they want a podcast type length except like describe it in a, a better way yes better done done better do do gooder you guys <laughs> do gooder. So, yeah. so but we won't keep you any later. It's it's really late. I'm sorry. Well, it's really early for you. Thank you for spending really your late. morning with us instead of watching Saturday morning cartoons. I really appreciate it. <laughs> no worries, man. That was a tough judge, but no, I would always pick you over the Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> we appreciate it, man. It's been a really good time. You're a super cool dude, man. Thanks, Blake man. fell in love with you guys. instantly. He's like, this dude, Australia, we need the girl there. I like this. I like where this is going. Let's do this for three hours. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. I appreciate yeah. it so much. Thanks yeah. for having me on. No, yeah. definitely. And anytime in the future, you know, we'll have to have you on again. Yeah, yeah awesome. Yeah, we that come from cool. a very small town, so it's really good to hear other people's viewpoint of the world instead of getting stuck in that whole, like, group think type of thing. So Yeah, I like hearing it too well uh, anyway thanks everyone for watching we really appreciate you guys staying up with us uh, do you have any final words anyone Mr. Reality look thanks everyone for being here thanks for all the support make sure you sub to stay strange is it and the strangest yeah, yeah we, got, we got the market everything's strange <laughs> yeah. copyright the word exactly and also be sure to subscribe to Mr. Reality guys uh did we put in the uh, in the description? Yeah, I think I actually have it this time. If I if I hit save on the things I, I was doing it at work today. Also, <laughs> if you're somehow watching this this long after and you're on like uh, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, anything that's a podcasting platform, leave us a review. Even if you you're not listening to it on that and you podcast, leave us a review on your podcasting platform because we're trying to get it out there, trying to extend the reach. 
further i mean we don't edit it so it's still like the live just uncut just post post it out there but definitely like comment subscribe to mr reality let him know you can you came from us you checked him out yeah you, you like his content he heard his sexy voice so you can definitely <laughs> go to sleep to it tonight or wake up to it this morning if you're on the other side of the world so smash that bell button and don't miss a upload so yeah. thank you so much man yeah. and everyone have a good night and as always Throw some strange. prawns on the Barbie. Yeah, yeah prawns on the Barbie. <laughs> and also, there. stay strange. <laughs> Have a good night, guys. Yeah, stay strange, you guys.